G-Money. Yo. How you doing, man? Cool. What's up, man? <laughs> How you feeling? You all right? I don't like a couple of things that's going on behind the scenes. You Talk about You try to show your logo if he's cool to the guests early. You know what I mean? You have to stop giving people that logo so early. I know he said some things. His body is right. His mind is sound. I heard all that. Yeah, that was... You got to chill. That wasn't, that wasn't worthy of it? Behind that the... was. It was way worthy. But we ain't introduced him yet, so we, we kick it. You know, the heat cool's been kind of holding back because of you. I ain't want to give him too early because you, you know, you've been feeling away about it. So I'm trying G, to hold back. Chill out, G. I'm going to put it right here in the corner like last time. I'm going to leave it right how, there. How, how you doing? How's everything? Feeling good, man. Feeling marvelous. Shout out to, uh, shout out to Style and Soul Magazine. They, they, they did a write-up on me on the, in, in the mag for the December issue. So shout out to them one time. It's oh, pretty. Nah, I can't, I can't get no flowers, man. <laughs> they ain't right on. They ain't right about you? Look, look at your oh. boy. Look. Oh, I'm what's hey, up? Hey, I'm hey. That's hard. That's hard. Shout out to Tyler. So, my man, little man Jay, what up? I see you. Shout, Appreciate shout, shout, shout out to them. Yeah. Shout out to shout to today's sponsor. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, my man Carl. You know, Carl Lovey Music. Yeah. You know, you always be complaining about I don't, I don't get paid. I don't you, get paid. You, for you don't them. get. <laughs> I don't get paid. You and get the comments, all the money for sponsors. And, and, and the comments, and the comments, they always say, "Oh, G Money, you don't share the sponsors, yeah, man." Yeah, you don't. You know, man. I don't. Come on, man. Call Love You Music, man. Come on, man. And it's your size too. Come on, G, chill out. Chill man. out. All right, cool. Just let you know what's here for you when you're ready, man. G, why you always do that, G? Let me say this. We had to get the business right. Um, you and your team over there, you know, uh, you tend to. You guys decided to. Double down on me uh, the month of Christmas. Double down. You really? saw you saw videos of cars. You started to double down on me about business behind the scenes, and I really didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> and, you, and you laughed, and you sent me a text. I couldn't lie to you. I said I can't lie to you, and yeah. you laughed at me. You're a funny guy sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Was that funny? Uh, How do you feel that your friend can't lie to you though? For good, for marvelous. Does that feel good, or he's like, I don't, I don't trust. I still don't trust it. Marvelous. I feel good too, cause you're honest. I'm here, man. You know what I'm saying? Let's go. Oh, <laughs> shout out to the team. No, shout out to Michelle, Mighty Two Time, who yes. pull over. That ass too small. Um, shout out to uh, Ebok. He's not feeling well. Shout out to Basco. Any last words before we get into the show? I'm ready, man. G Money. Yo. Episode one seven nine. Nigga, we made it. We got a special guest. Woo. OG in the building. He's ready. He's ready. Talking man. all that fly stuff he's, behind the scenes. Man. He's ready. Dude, chill out, G. He's Hey, stop it. <laughs> right, stop. Put it back. Ah, uh, my man. Legend. I, you know, man. Put a lot of work in. We got to put some respect on his name. Please do. Appreciate Regardless do. of what. Appreciate that. Round of applause again for Ben Zeno. Man. man. Yeah. It's an honor. Yeah. It's an honor. Welcome, welcome, man. It's an honor. You missed your flight. Let's talk about that. <laughs> man. I guess you, you know what's crazy about flights is like you always time it to where you're going to get there on the 45th minute and shit. And I got to stop doing that. <laughs> they told me you was flipping out in the airport. My, my people called me. You got mad at the yeah, Yeah, I got, I got a little upset because, you know, it's like if you there, I can see if you're there. But if you're there a couple of minutes late, we looking five minutes. You always got that one. I have no problems in any airport. Usually if there's a, a sister, she's like, Benzino, how you doing? Don't worry about it here. And it's nothing. It's, I get love, man. And this one sister, she just wasn't having it, man. I don't know. She, how about it, she didn't like your character, OG? I, I think, I think as, seen, as soon as she seen me come up, it was something about it that just was like, 
I'm not going to help you. Matter of fact, I'm going to make sure you miss this flight. <laughs> it was, I got that vibe from her. You know what I'm saying? They, but, said you, they said you was going a little crazy. No, no, no. I wasn't going crazy, but, you know, security had to come over. Like, I, I don't go... <sighs> I don't, no, 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 no. But see, nowadays they call security for nothing. I just was like, I want to speak to him. See, I'm always, I want to speak to your manager. Mm. And then if I don't get it from them, I want to speak to your manager. Then you got to get to the very, you got to get to the top person before you can, you know what I'm saying? All right, it's over. I lost, you know what I'm saying? But I, I want to make sure that the top person hears what I have to say. Because if 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 it if it's valid, then the person under them will get a nice talk. And that's all I really want. Because, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, I could have got. I could have made the flight if she was trying to help me. So respect, respect. Yeah, yeah man. So um, <clears throat> behind the scenes, we spoke a little bit, you know, about about you doing the show tonight, and we just, you know, I want to ask you on the show now, like, right. what what makes you so excited today to be on this couch and to talk your talk and the, you know, what I mean, like, can you express out to the people? Cause y'all keep it one hundred, and y'all are in tune with the streets and 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 the industry, and it's like, you know, like I was saying, like right now, I believe, like. A lot of this stuff is getting away from the streets. When I mean the streets, it's just like the essence of where everything is built from and where we're from. Um, you know, I think that's where it all starts. And a lot of the stuff, a lot of y'all's questions, I get to redeem myself. I feel like anytime, I don't do too many interviews. I get asked to do a lot of interviews and I don't even pay attention to a lot of them. No disrespect, but you know what I'm saying? I just feel like the ones who I know are going to, ask the right questions where a lot of it I can redeem myself because you know there's a lot of rumors there's a lot of misconceptions and I and I like when I when I do a certain type of interview and I see in the comments yo I never knew that about him he seems cool because a lot a lot of the hate that I get is just misconception a mm -hmm. lot of it's just you know they don't know so it's three sides of every story, man. Of course, of you know course. What I'm so today we're gonna hear your side of the story. Yes, sir. Let the fans, you know what I'm saying? Y'all tune in, you know, feel free to comment and, and you know. Oh, this live. No, we're not live, yeah. but I mean like oh, after they watch, you know, after okay. you post it up, feel like, free okay. to <laughs> Okay. So you know, before we get to the crazy, crazy and the turn up and all that type of talk, you know, we gotta we gotta go back to the beginning, back to the back to the origin, back to the history. You know, right. so take us back to you know, Benzino before Benzino, man. Tell us about the childhood. Um, man, grew up in the projects of Boston. Like my dad was um, you know, hustler, gangster, you know what I'm saying, rolled with the with the mob in Boston. Um, you know, he was like my hero. You know, he was like the guy I looked up to. Um my mom was just a working class. She was from Cape Verde. So my mom um was, you know, working class, really kinda by the book type of woman, you know what I'm saying? Mm. How she got involved with my father is, is <laughs> I don't know how it happened, but you know, um, they never got married, but he, you know, he, he um, took care of us and you know, he, he, he loved her. I, I was her only son, their only son. He's, he has other children by other um, women, but you know, I grew up, you know, pretty, pretty regular kid up in the projects. We moved from project to project when I was younger. Um, What's the projects like in Boston, though? You know, we from we from New York City. So. Like, yeah, like you know, well, New York the project's just real big. You know, we have a real big one. Like, Columbia Point's a pretty big project at the you know inception. All the projects now are kind of like knocked down into townhomes now, like row houses. But back then, it was all bricks. And um, you know, the projects in Boston were like miniature projects of probably like the big projects that y'all have, mm -hmm. but not as tall. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Um. The thing about the projects is that they're all close together, like within a mile from each other. So if you got beef, you know, you know, like you seeing them. The thing about Boston is like the black Boston's like 10, 15 mile radius. Okay. And like 
you know, we probably was averaging 125 <clears throat> murders a year, and probably 100 of 100 of them would come from that inside that 10, 15 mile radius. Mm -hmm. So um, the early 80s, when all the gang stuff started happening, you know, projects would take on, you know, like they colors and they sports teams and streets and blocks. But, you know, uh, so a lot of murders because, like I said, if you got beef, you know where they at. You know what I'm saying? It's not like in other areas, it's pretty spread out. Mm -hmm. So, you know what I'm saying? But in Boston, like you got problems, you know exactly where their doorstep is and where they hang out and where they, where they you know, so. What were some of the gangs back then in, in, in Boston? They had any gangs out there? Yeah, like, um, you know, the gangs, like I said, were, were like the projects, you know. Um, Four Corner Pirates, Orchard Park Blazers, uh, you know, Columbia Point Dogs, you know what I'm saying, Academy Homes, Dark Side, and, you know, Light Side. Uh, I mean, you know, <laughs> Franklin Hill Giants. I mean, everybody mm -hmm. started taking teams. After the movie Colors came, was around the time I think Boston took on like organized gangs, I think. It was always everyone grew up with everyone in blocks. Right. But I think after Colors came and people seen how it was red against blue, mm -hmm. then I think that kind of made it like, okay, yeah, we can we can make our set its own color and its own identity with these sports jackets and sports teams. Right, right. Let's talk about more about Pops now. Uh, what kind of, you know, you said it earlier, but what, what kind of guy was he? Like, can you talk about more about? Man, Schnapps. We call him Schnapps now, but um, Tito <laughs> was his name back then. And, um, you know, real, real, like when you watch the mob movies, you look at a Robert De Niro, that's, he, 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 he you know, like my Pops remind me of, of that persona, like real smooth, always dressed fly. Um, but he was a, you know, he was a, a hustler and, a, and, and, and an enforcer. And he, um, a lot of the major guys, Italian guys, you know, he was connected with. And, mm -hmm. you know, I remember when he, um, when he was locked up, you know, I'd have to take notes from jail to jail to different mob bosses and stuff. And then any times, like, my guys would get um, locked up, I would hook them up with somebody from my, who's in their, my father's guy, so that they can take care of him once they first get in there. So a lot of times we, we would use the same lawyers. And, um, you know, so that was kind of like my connection to like the top, you know what I'm saying, mafia dudes in Boston and, and in Rhode Island. Mm -hmm. So your father was in the mob? Yeah, he wasn't Italian, but you know what I'm saying? Of course you can't be a made guy, but he was very much connected. Like, you know, um, did you see The Departed when they talked about Whitey Bulger? Mm -hmm. Well, Whitey, you know, they said Whitey helped take down the Anjulos. So my father, you know, you know, very much knew the end. A lot of the, a lot of the top names, the Moderanos, the Anjulos, my father knew all those guys, you know, and they knew my father. And, you know, like you got to understand, Boston is, is again, is Charlestown. That movie, The Town, was about the bank robbers, the Irish. You know, right. Boston's pretty much an Irish town. Okay, um, there's a movie out right now called The Fourth Trial, with Sean Ellison and about how a, a dirty cop, this is a dirty cop, Joe Mulligan. I mean, this guy was, he used to chase me. It's funny because when I seen the movie, I was like, look at this this bastard. He used to chase me. He, he never caught me. His partner did. And another Irish cop called Curly Top, and he had an afro, a red afro. But they used to terrorize Boston, man. And um, it's about he went to Fortress. The cop got killed. And he had to go through four trials before they finally, you know, let him out, you know, because then they, they didn't have the evidence. Mm -hmm. But, you know, in Boston, cops was killing dudes for years, for years. That's why all this stuff that be happening, 
I don't get too excited about it or too moved by it because they've been killing. I mean, I remember, and I don't want to jump from my father to this, but I remember just, um, our, so we got signed to Tommy Boy. We did a song called "Winter Chamber," and it was about a kid getting killed, seventeen-year-old kid. The police killed him, shot him under a car. He ran, went under the car, shot him under a car, and that, a couple months later, shot this kid t twice in the back of the head in the hallway. Nathaniel Lackland, I remember. So you know, we made a song about it, but. You know, Boston's been hard, you know, a hard town to grow up in because it's an Irish town. So the cops are, were back then predominantly Irish. And man, they used to give us hell. So the movie's about that. And like my, you know, like I said, my father, you know, he, you know, when he got knocked, there was a, you know, a big heroin sting, you know, from New York, Providence to, to Massachusetts. So, you know, like my, my dad had a pretty, you know, he was, you know, he had, he had the hood pretty much sold up, you know what I'm saying, back then. And I remember when I was real young and when they had raided all the house and he took me by one of the houses and it had an ax like they axed it back then. It was, you know, and I was, again, I was young and I was kind of scared of my father, not even kind, I was scared of him. So I respected him that, that he, he was always good to me. So it wasn't like a scared of, but it was just a respect scared because of who he was. So, and I just never forget, we went by one of the houses that was all axed up and we went in there and this was the first time I seen some shit like this. I mean, they tore it up, nice house. It was like a Randolph or Sharon, like on the outskirts. And he was showing me that. I remember he was on the run from him. He didn't want to turn himself in, and I would pick him up, and he'd jump in the back of my car, lay down in the seat, and I'd bring him around to different places until the marshals got him. So, you know, me and my pops, been, been like, it's like, it's like we've been through a lot. And, um, you know, I learned a lot of my street game. You know, the whole, he, he, he told me about snitching when I, I had to be about 11 years old. The whole thing, how you never snitch. You all, you know, you take what's coming to you if you do. I mean, he told me that. I remember that. So, um, you know, I, I learned a lot of stuff from about the streets with my father. Shout out to Pops, man. Yeah, shout, yeah, out. shout out to Schnapps. So, 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 let's go a little further. So, as, as a kid, you know, Pops is, but you was in a project. How many children did he have? Man, Schnapps had about 12 that I know of. I got 12 steps. To, and, but, you know, about seven, eight different women. I mean, Schnapps was fly with it, you know what I'm saying? So... He had a lot of women, you know what I'm saying? Tito, you know, they call him back then. And uh, um, a lot of my brother, like my, my little brother Porky, in and out, the Fed Prem, but he got a good reputation. Like, Pork got a good reputation in the Fed. Pork probably did. He did two bids altogether, maybe about over 10 years. But he's been shipped all around, you know what I'm saying? They call him Porky. But a lot of guys from New York, you know, who did time with Porky, I mean, everywhere, they always be like, man, your brother's thorough, you know what I'm saying? And he was, you know, he go with the hands. You know, bigger than me, big guy. You know what I'm saying? But he's 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 my littlest brother. That's my father's youngest. And then everybody else is pretty. I'm 55, so everyone else is like, kind of like a year or two older than me. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, and then my mother had two daughters. So, but I was just I was the only one for my mother and father. Yeah. How how was it like growing up though? Like you know, you're in the projects, you mom and and your two was it two sisters? Did you have a stepdad? Like nah, hell no. That's what's so crazy. Like my mother never brought another man around until like, like man, I had to be in my 40s. Really? Some wow. dude named Larry came, God rest my mother, but some dude Larry, I was like, Larry, ah, get out of here. I, <laughs> get the fuck out of here, I wasn't even with it. Cause you know, I, all the day I'm 40, you would think that I would still be cool with that shit, but he used to come around and he called me Raymond, you know what I'm saying? I used to hate that shit, you know what I'm saying? Hey Raymond, I, I, fuck you. you know <laughs> My mother used to be mad, but I never really accepted this dude. You know what I'm saying? Why you didn't like him? What, 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 what you like? Because he was, him? you know, I mean, sleeping with my mother. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, 
I'm looking at my mother at this, you know, she's an older woman, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I, she still looks good or whatever, and I understand she's still supposed to have a life, but I'm like, fuck out of here, Larry, you know what I'm saying? I just never <laughs> liked it, Larry, you know what I'm saying? He never did nothing bad. He just, Raymond, ah, fuck you. You know what I'm saying? I never had no conversation. You never talked to him? Never had a conversation? He tried to talk, but I'd be like, I'm out. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> I'm not with it. At not all. It. At all. I wasn't with it. I wasn't with it. And I, I, I remember the first time I even seen him, like he was in the bed. Like, oh, I, I went over to the house and he was just in the bed chilling. Hey, Raymond. And I just was like, nah. <sighs> I'm like, yo, this ain't baby boy years up. You know what I'm saying, <laughs> motherfucker? You ain't Ving Rhames, nigga. <laughs> you ain't flip on her before, you, did you? Nah, I wanted to. Oh, I wanted to, but I love my mother too much. But I wanted to, because I, but I really had no reason to flip on him. I was kind of waiting for anything to flip. Like him saying something or saying, or just saying something. Like he never disrespected me. He never, he never was disrespectful. Hell no. You know what I'm saying? Him. I used to just didn't like the way he called me Raymond. I said, <laughs> hey, Raymond. Raymond. What, what was he, black or white? He was black. All right. Yeah. All right, so mom's never brought due to the house, you and your sisters and your mom. Yeah. How? What was it like in the projects, growing up in school? It was stuff? normal as hell. That's what I'm saying. Projects was dope. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like You didn't get picked on or nothing? Hell no. Never. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you something. Look, in Academy Homes, I would always go, there would be real older dudes hanging out. And there wasn't too many, there was a couple of young guys, you know what I'm saying? Two of the young guys I, I hung out with had got locked up in, in Jewelry Home. So I'd be going sneaking away with the older dudes on a regular. And I'd just be sitting there and I'd just be under them. And my mother caught me a couple of times, you know, you stay away, stay away. The only time my, my father ever beat me was because it wasn't hanging with the older dudes. He told me to stay away from there. Just tore down a building and it was fucked up over there. He told me to stay away from there. And I went over there. And that was the only time he's ever, he whooped me. And then later on, he came and gave me $50 like an hour later. and said, go out. Like, that's the type of guy he was. So, so like, but I was really hanging with older guys at a young age. Like, I had to be about 9, 10 years old. And they had to be about 17, 18, 19, 20. You know what I'm saying? And I just was like, that was it for me, you know? And then once we moved from the projects, my dad got us into a house in Dorchester now. In Roxbury, where I was living, JP, that was pretty much where black Boston was. In Dorchester, the way the way how Boston was, it spread from the South End, black, then it went to Roxbury, black, and you know, the white people were getting pushed out to the suburbs. Like, they leave into the suburbs, so here comes Dorchester, black, and here comes, but it was all white before that. Mm. So, we finally got to a nice big house. House was like a four-bedroom house, second floor. Um, the guy that owned the house was like my pop's man. You know what I'm saying? So we had a washer and dryer after that. You know what I'm saying? But that's where I moved to Four Corners. And that's for 18 years. That was like my block. That's where I, like I really made a lot of money hand-to-hand, hand-to-car, selling out of weed houses. And then, like, like, I, like I told you, I was coming back and forth from New York. So hip-hop got in my blood. And then from there, it was that was it. You know, I was... You know what I'm saying? I was in the streets pretty much hustling and, and, and trying to fuck with hip hop. DJing at first, doing block parties, going to abandoned cribs, doing parties and hey. shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, man. Yeah. Talking yeah, my man. language now. Yeah. Yo, so, so how'd you get into the game though? Like, you, you moved to Dorchester, you said you just, like, you just jumped into the game and started. I mean, I was, I mean, I look, so my father was locked up, so I'd be doing, he would turn me on to some connects, but whenever his connects wouldn't be right, then I had these two Jamaican dudes I did got on my own. Mm. That had nothing to do with him. So it was the first time he kind of branching out. Right. And I had to be about 15, 16. So 
you know, they had weed houses around around the city, to where you know it'd be, there was abandoned cribs, and in the very corner of the door, we, they would cut out the door slit, and they, but they would still keep the wood in there. So you would push the wood, put the money under, look the people, and give them. You know, there was in little vanilla um, manila envelopes, mm -hmm. nickel bags, nickel and dimes. We sold all day, and the weed was nothing like this. It was just some brown Jamaican shit. But mm -hmm. man, we would we was killing them, and um, John I and Rice, and you know, I was with like a five crew guy that would we would substitute different houses i was the youngest they leave us in there with a bag full of nickel bags a big 45 smith smith and wesson uh a, a broken cassette deck where you could still play it with jamaican music and you know <laughs> yeah and they, then they would bring you a beef patty with cocoa bread you know oh, yo 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 chill out go. man you doing too much Stop playing, man. Real talk. And that's why, OG, stop playing, that's why I learned. That's why I learned. <laughs> Yellow Man, Barrington Levy, mm. like Sister Nan, like all that old shit. Because that was they was listening to that early, that's and cool. I was fucking with them for a long time. You know, I was fucking with Jamaicans. The Dog Posse and Shower Posse came up to Four Corners, and we was getting work from them. And then I remember when they started beefing. I mean, then you know, I got with the the YBI niggas like in in the eighties. Shout out to my man Pep. Um, you know, I started fucking with that dog food with, with Pep and them like in the 80s, going back and forth, like fucking with them in Detroit, mm -hmm. but in Boston. Because in Boston, whatever whatever sold in New York, we used to come right behind Yankee Stadium, get on the plane, cop right behind Yankee Stadium, you get a brick, go back home, and, and you know, you get it for 500 and you make 1500 You get $30 off of every bag of dope. You know what I'm saying? If it was that good, we'd put a little something on, but usually we'd never do nothing to it. And that that's when they wasn't searching you. Them shits was right in our drawers. You wasn't. It was a shuttle coming from. I remember one time it was the Trump shuttle. Trump bought it, and it was the Trump shuttle. I never forget that shit. But it was like forty, fifty dollars from New York to Boston, and we come get our our bundles right from right behind Yankee Stadium. Everybody was doing that until mm. until the YBI niggas came. Then they was bringing that shit straight from Detroit. Mm. So you was in the street. Heavy, 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 heavy. I was in, at at a young age, like. First with my father, and then I, then it was just me. And back then I wasn't Benzino. They knew me as Ray Dog. You know, everybody knew me as Ray Dog. I was Dog, and um, that was my life. Like my life was hustling, and then hip hop. You know, hip hop came into it where it was, it was taken up. I mean, that was just it. I was hustling in hip hop, and that was my whole entire life. That's all I did. That was it. Tell us, tell us. So bring us to the steps. At what age did you get into hip hop? Like, what age did you, you know? I, I remember that, like, eleven years old in my grandfather's basement. My uncle Eddie, still around, of course. Shout out to Ed. Okay. My uncle was a year older than me because my grandfather had, you know, a child way younger. And but that's my father's um, father, grandpa, and he had a house on Cedar Avenue with a basement and a garage. And um, Eddie, you know, Eddie was a kid. He, Bruce Lee. Pitches all around the basements. This is like 77, you know what I'm saying? Word? Yeah, Bruce Lee pitches around the basement. He had a CB radio. Remember those, the CB radios and I shit? That. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like he was, you know, that that's what was all hot for a kid back then. Karate movies, CB radios. Um, and he had two turntables, two Gemini belt-driven turntables. Okay. And um, he had a mixer, a Newmark mixer, and i never forget it. it matter of fact, it might have been a Gemini mixer. And he had three records that I remember he taught me how to scratch on. And one of them was To Be Real. To be real. So we would go back and forth on that. And then um, the original Apache. Down, down, down. The original, original one. Not the one Sugar Hill did. The very first one, I think, is called the 
original Bongo Band or the Bongo Brothers Band. The Bongo but, Brothers, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the original Apache, the same one that Nas made, Made You Look, that particular song, the original joint, was cutting that, and then a song called Sex. And from there, Wild Style, remember Wild Style in 79, Beach mm -hmm. Street, I watched the movies and it pretty much changed my life. Like, like hip hop, like I was drawn to hip hop so strong just from that, that um, it just took 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 over me. And um, I you know in Boston I was DJ like I said DJing. I remember I bought me a Serwin Vega speaker. Vegas, so, you know oh, what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> you know, get out there and we would get electricity from the lights and shit, man, mm -hmm. and we would turn up. I mean, we would we would go hard. The first ones I, I remember was the Jamaicans called Harry Hippie and the Bad Daddies. They was taking big dresser drawers and sticking big 18 woofer speakers in the motherfuckers. So they was killing them. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, we used to give block parties, abandoned cribs. So what, DJ Ray Dog or? Yeah, DJ Rock Shock and Ray Dog. Oh, okay. DJ Rock Shock and Ray Dog. <laughs> that was my name. That was my first name for hip hop. And then I wrote the space rap. And then, um, then that's when we formed the Almighty RSO. And that was like my first group, like the first rap group in Boston. Mm. So, at what age was this when you formed it? With four, so probably about about nineteen, maybe nineteen twenty around that. And you know, back then this is when it was like every everybody was battling, so we was battling, like you know, so we would have a DJ, cause me and his DJ battled, and he was better than me, so he had to be the DJ. So I let him, so he was the DJ. We was like two blocks, like two dudes brought us together. Derek Courtshill, God rest the dead, and um, and William Goforth. And he was bragging about me. William was bragging about Jeff. We came together, we battled, but we just formed it, mm. formed it. And um, he's been my DJ ever since Jeff two times. And like, man, I mean, we would battle crews. We'd have a beatbox. We had this kid named Orange Man. He ended up doing Double Life. I think G got about 30 years in right now. But he was one of the most dopest, off top of the head freestyle rappers ever. Mm. And he was the original member of the RSO. He caught a double homie, he's still locked up. And um, me, him, kept the Master Kevski. Like these names you could tell were like, you know, um, I was Ray, I was Rock Shock and Ray Dog. Uh, Jeff was Def Jeff. And, you know, MC Knox. And then we just started. Adding group members, E Devious, subtracting. We, we had Disco Pia beatbox. I mean, we was like an old school where we would do a few songs. We'd have the, our drum machine here. Jeff would have a whole set where he'd be doing scratching with his mouth and fire. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we was a real group. And then, you know, but at the same time, like, we was fucking niggas up. Like, you know what I'm saying? We was, we was deep. No, we was deep as hell. And, and any problems, any little issues, man, we was just, we was beefing. We, it was, we was fighting, and we was wild as fuck. So, you know, in Boston, it's a small shit. So, you know, eventually the gang task force starts watching us, and, and we going through our problems and shit with them. But, you know, like, forming the, forming the group was, like, probably some of the funnest times. In my, when, I, when I can look back and see what was fun, that was fun. And we would practice over my crib. You know, we'd actually practice mm -hmm. over my crib where I moved in Four Corners. So, like, my mother, my father was locked up. My mother would be like, she she called me Raymond. Raymond, turn that shit down. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We'd have to put the fan in the shit to smoke the weed, to blow the weed out the fan in the window. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, <laughs> telling you, man. You know, and back then, you know, high school, skip school. Like, I barely graduated. You know what I'm saying? Like, I only graduated really from my mother. I was getting kicked out of schools left and right. Um, gone to a race riot in Boston Tech. 
I took a, a test to get in that motherfucker, made it, and got kicked out the first like semester and shit. My mother was disappointed, and I I, I hated disappointing my mother. You know what I'm saying? Because mm. my mom's was just, I mean, that was my you know that was my best friend. So I graduated after getting kicked out of a few schools. It's funny because the principal gave me like three points. I was three points short. Motherfucker just gave it to me. Fuck it, find something. All right, get, yeah, cook him. Just get him, get him the fuck out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so I got my points and I grad. She was happy. She came to the. Where did I graduate from? Boston. I graduated from some some Boston something. I mean, I, I went to so many fucking schools and bad kids' schools and shit. Summer schools, night schools, man. That shit was crazy. So so oh, so, at this time though, you you were part of RSO. Yeah, Almighty RSO. Yeah, 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 yeah Almighty yep. RSO. And, yep. and how many of y'all was in there again? Three. Man, we at one point there was nine of us on stage. We added three dancers, a beatbox, a DJ, four MCs. I mean, we was like a whole fucking circus, for real. Then we had four bodyguards that like that was standing on stage and they would do like moves and shit. Cause we know I watched that from Run DMC. You know what I'm saying? I watched them when they had. Oh, oh. that was gonna happen. Y'all watched it too. Y'all seen it. Y'all should have been told me. It's all good. It's all good. We good. Don't worry about it. How how far did Almighty RSO go? Man, RSO. Well, when I met Dave up at Harvard and and the whole source thing happened, well, when we started, it was just a local thing. It's not until when Dave brought down... Um, the guy from Tommy Boy, the A&R from Tommy Boy, yeah, Kevin I something, I forgot his last name. And um, he's the one that seen us perform. We was opening up for Naughty by Nature mm -hmm. at the channel. It was like about 5,000 people there. We killed that show. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, like they signed us to a single deal. And that's the song that we had put out, one in the chamber about the cops. We The Boston police sued the record company and we got dropped because it was, they saying it was, advocating violence against police. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was around the same time Ice-T made Cop Killer. Warner Brother had just bought Tommy Boy. Mm. It just was like, we got caught up in the wrong place at the wrong time, but the song was doing good. We was about to do the video, and it was like on the front page of the newspaper that we got dropped and shit, so mm. crazy. Yeah, appreciate it. I want you to, you know, some over there. Yeah, it's all right, just do that. Yeah, we, we figured it out. That's cool. So yeah, so so he he brought he brought uh, Kevin, yeah, and we got the deal, single deal. Then from from Tommy Boy, we 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 went to Flavor Unit, shout out to Shaquem mm. and Latifah, you know what I'm saying? Cause they they kind of liked this gangster rap group out of Boston. We used to wear Boston Bruins shit, and they gave us a deal, a single deal. Did a video for us, and um, we was the Boston Bad Boys. We did this video. And then from there, we Steve Stout gave us an EP deal on RCA. That's when Clue was like the intern over there, mm -hmm. over at RCA Records. And that's when the whole source kind of like, um, what happens when they jump ship, that's called the mutiny, happened at the source. So everybody wants to leave the source because Dave had put a story about the RSO in there and um, Dave ended up firing all of them. It was a whole big thing behind that, but... I remember they had came up to RCA and we was doing a, um, what do you call it, a press day. Mm -hmm. And all the press was up there and a couple of guys from the source came up there and gave me some type of warrant or some type of summons. Man, we ended up throwing them niggas through the RCA window, the glass window, all kind of shit happened. And we got dropped. They had dropped us and shit. 
And so wait, 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 because you know you talk a little fast. Right? Let's <laughs> slow down. So now, at the time, you know when you said the source, what what did what did? Because were you a part of the source at that time as well? All right. The source story go like this: I'm doing my thing at RSO. Um, Emerson College had a radio station. We never really had no real radio station in Boston ever for hip hop. We had an AM station that would go out when the sun go down. So black music, we'd have to listen to college radio. It was the only source of us listening to hip hop. Emerson had a college radio station, 88.9. And every year they would do this telethon where live rappers come up there to get money for their show. So we, we would go up there and support them and rock live on the station. Dave had came from Harvard and interviewed us. He had heard about us and interviewed us for his school newspaper or whatever the fuck he was on. We ended up forging a friendship. I'd go out there to Harvard, smoke with him at his dorm just to get the fuck away from the hood because Harvard's way different. It's like a whole, it's like a whole new world, like, you know what I'm saying? So we'd go up to Harvard, go in his dorm, smoke weed, and then he, had, he, he, he wanted to do a, a radio show at his... He'd do the radio show where he would do like, Harvard had a radio station where they was just playing classical music. He would do two hours of hip hop on Saturday. My DJ, two times, Def Jeff, would be his DJ. I'd go up there, co-host it with him sometimes, fucking around. And the source started as a one piece of paper newsletter that Dave came up, it was Dave's idea to come up with a newsletter. So Dave would need, um. Um, advertisement so he, we brought him you know I would bring Dave through the hood so he you know he got from Skippy White's that was a record company it's like $200 his first advertisement but it was a piece of paper mm -hmm. from there him and his guys his roommate and two other guys that went to Ivy League schools had combined and they all put their money in excuse me they made the Source magazine and went to a little small booklet black and white booklet Okay. I remember Slick Rick on the cover. And um, from there, it, he moved to New York. I got locked up one summer, and I had let Dave use my apartment. You know, I had to go do a few months, and I had let Dave use my apartment, and he so he didn't have to go home, because he's from D.C. He'd go home every summer, so he stayed. They were shipping out the magazines from my apartment and shit. Eventually, he moved to New York, got an office over on Broadway in Houston. That was, I remember. Yeah, and launched the Source magazine. Now, I, I had nothing to do with the Source. You know, as far as, I was just, Dave was just my man. I was doing my my street thing in RSO, and Dave was doing his Source magazine thing, and we just was supporting each other. You know, we he was like my, like one of my close friends, my first white friend for sure. You know, because Boston was just that. I mean, it's not like I was racist because I was dealing with white men all the time, but through my father. You know, and, and these guys, it wasn't no racism because if you get money, they don't, you know, even if they, Italians stick to Italians, and sure, they might have some racism in them, but they just stick with their crew. When you when you get money with them, it's not like that. So I never I never experienced that, but I, I experienced racism in every other form in Boston. Mm. Every other form in Boston, get pulled over by police, as far as like, go to a hotel, a nice hotel, the way they treat you, just, I mean, it's fucked up, you know what I'm saying? So... Um, Dave was like my first white friend and we got close so the rap group Dave was you know 
he understood the RSO and he and he was supporting us and everything. He he just was with us. He was he was like the white guy who was down with the crew now, because I'm running with a big ass crew in Boston. So you know Dave's coming around and he got the sauce and it's all good. Mm-hmm. Um, how I got involved with the sauce was when when Dave put a story about the RSO, because none of them wanted to do the story. Like they are, a lot of them back then, the, the, the journalists and the people that worked the source didn't like the relationship with me and Dave. Because you gotta understand, like back then, college and streets were separated, yo. Like you could even have brothers in the same house and one went to college and one's the streets and them niggas don't even fuck with each other. Mm-hmm. Because the college life back then was so separated. Even in hip hop, the music was separated. I mean, the street shit, the gangster shit was different than the backpack and college shit. You know what I'm saying back then? You know what I'm saying? Even to the music, not just what they're rapping about. Even the music was different. So, I mean, it's Harvard too. So that, that's that's definitely another. But it was all dope, though. But it's just that you know a lot of. But it's just, okay. Well, a lot of those writers and everything, they all came from college. I didn't come from college. And then you know, they. It, it's almost like this was this was where I had a problem with the guys at the source. It's almost like y'all want to be a part of hip hop, but don't want to accept the street side of it. And what the street side has to bring, meaning, because that's what I represented. That's where I came from. So anything that I gave out, whatever was my character, it was a character from the streets. And I'm just like, not an asshole, just walking up there and just slapping niggas and just you know jamming their pockets. It wasn't like that. It's just that I was just me. And it seemed like they had a problem with me and Dave's relationship. Like, why are you hanging around them? And I'm like, but them is hip hop. Mm. Them is what the fuck you guys is trying to. Because a lot of dudes up in these offices, sure they can write about it, but they're not experiencing it. Right. You know, college niggas wasn't in the street, so sure they're writing about it, and in their mind they might have their hat on to the side and even put a gold tooth while they writing. But they're not. But they're not living it. And and, and what's bad is you don't got to. Just don't push it away. Just don't act like you better than the streets or act like you smarter because you in college. Mm-hmm. And that's what I, I I would get from them. You know what I'm saying? They, so what I, did they want to write about though? Like what? what I mean, what I mean, no, I mean, I mean, I mean, it's not even so much a writing style. Like for instance, they would be amazed by Ice Cube. Yo, Ice Cube. You know what I'm saying? But there's no difference in Ice Cube and Benzino. We're not saying rap. It's saying as a person. Right, right. If Cube's from the street, Zeno from the street. It's the same shit. Meaning. If Cube was up there hanging with Dave, would you have a problem with it? You know what I'm saying? Mm. But because Zeno's up there and you thinking Zeno's a, you know, this street guy and it's like, it's just, it's like it was the separation of what I've seen. Even when we would go to college parties that had nothing to do with them, I'm just saying like the college guys would be mad. It was always a separation back. It's not like that no more. But back then, there was always a separation with college and the streets. And and, 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 And it was more prevalent up in the source offices. Was there a way about you that brought people the wrong way? Did you walk a I certain way? Street, Did you talk I was just a street nigga. I was just a street. Let me finish, OG. Okay. Did you okay. talk a certain way? Did you walk a certain way? Did you look a certain way? Were you extremely aggressive? Were you loud? Did you let your presence be known because the guy was because Dave was your friend? Probably. But but again, that's just a street nigga. Like it is. It is. You, I mean, it is. you know, you could be loud and this, but I wasn't ignorant. I wasn't a troublemaker. I wasn't. You know what I'm saying? Now, you know, keep it 1,000. We up here. I might have took a T-shirt off a desk. 
I mean, but that's like petty shit. Like that, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm, I might have took a nigga's t-shirt, a loud record t-shirt. I see, man, this look nice. Let me get this. You know what I'm saying? You're doing bullshit up there. Come on, that's, man. That's that's oh, you can't do that. That was to the bugging. Yeah. You can't. You can't do that. You know, I don't know where it came from. You know where it came from. You doing no, 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 no. I didn't say I know where it came from. I'm just saying I didn't think that that was a big thing to not. I mean, that's that's why you mad because I might have. But even but 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 see. I would only do that because of the way they was acting towards me. Like, if anything, it's not like, I mean, Dave's my man. I want to be involved. I want to be cool with y'all off rip. Like, like, like when I went up to the source from the streets, I felt a sense of calmness where, like, I could vibe with college niggas. And I could be cool and I could, because, you know, the, the level of intelligence of the conversation, I could vibe out. It's a different world in the streets. But I, I felt comfortable in it. So it's not like I wasn't going to be comfortable around them, but they're the ones that shunned me out from the very beginning. They just didn't, they was jealous, or I don't even want to use the word jealous. They just didn't like me and Dave's relationship. And Dave was like, you know, Dave from D.C. So Dave grew up around black people. So Dave like, man, these are my guys. You know what I'm saying? And his, his roommate was like a real, real white, white guy, white Harvard guy. Like he had a rap group called BMOC, Brett Ratner, was the manager, the dude from the movies. They used to, man, I would, now him, I didn't like now, so I would just go in his, when I would go in Dave's room, I would just take his weed. I remember I robbed one of his niggas, because one of his niggas was like selling weed, Jay Schechter. One of his niggas was selling weed on campus, and, and I found out where it was, grabbed a pound and a half from him at his dorm. Get under the bunk bed, you know what I'm saying? White dude and shit, just took his weed, but, Menaced his, but but see, but but they, but that was predicated on the, how they was treating me. Like, I felt like when I would come around, they would just like he was the the number one. Like he didn't like me from the beginning. They just didn't like me. And who? Imagine you having a magazine, and you write a story about your man. Now your man been signed to Tommy Boy, RCA, mm -hmm. and Flavor Unit. Okay, this would have been, this was our first write up in the magazine. We was real niggas from Boston. We had a story to tell. To, to, you know, a couple of our members that got killed in the group, Easy e was going to sign us. I mean, we got a real story. But they didn't feel like, oh, Dave, you are fucking with the integrity of the magazine and you should have let us know. And we're against that, so we want you to step down. Now, J Dave's the majority owner. They had a 54 people, like, signed petition. Of so everybody in the source plus outer people at different radio stations and different places in New York, that you got to step down. I said, Dave was like, "What the fuck?" He ended up firing all of them and buying out everybody. Mm. And you know, I had to come from Boston with me and my guys to make sure he was straight because he had changed the locks and we had to make sure you know he was he was good. You know, people thought I, I was Dave's muscle, but you know, Dave's not no violent guy. You know what I'm Hold saying? on, I got it. Yeah, oh, stop it, stop it. Now I gotta get at you, man. I tried to let you go, but now nah. yeah. you were up there carrying on like a like a nigga. That's what you was doing. Not not necessarily. Yeah, be misbehaving. You echo. Why would they automatically assume that you was his muscle? Because of your behavior. I'm keeping it all the way 100. Like you gotta admit, man, accountability. But I is did, key. I did, I did. I told you I was you like, yes. Shit, I told weed, you that. I told crazy. you that. You caused. I told you. You that. caused Dave and his friends to act crazy. No, man. no, no, no. But but look it. But look, but look. If Jay would have automatically like 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 when we first came around, I didn't know he had weed or whatever. But just his attitude and everything towards me, it's just it was just the attitude. It was like yo, like 
If they was just like Dave, everything would have been cool. They would have accepted you, for you. That's it. It don't work like that. OG, you know Man. it don't work like that. It's life. Man. Everybody don't click. You got you. You probably made it hard up there, didn't you? Be honest. No, but but I'm being honest. Like I, th I think we made it hard for each other at, at a point. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm keeping it 100. I think we made it hard for each other because there was no reason. That, okay, I remember Chimo do very photographer, like one of the main ones. Me and him, man, I, I would go out my way to try to smoke. It ended up, like later on as the source went on, that they would come to me to talk to Dave. Yo, would you talk to Dave, man? Would you talk to Dave? Because I'd always still try to go out my way to smoke weed with him. Like, because I, at, 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 once I got on, and then we got a new staff that I had to be like, okay, well, this is how it happened. Dave said, look, you want to be 50-50 partners with me. Once that happened, and I stuck by him, and I was like, look, I don't know about magazines. It's probably about 94, 95. And he was like, yeah, I want you to be 50-50 partners. You just come on, rock out with me. And then we rocked out ever since. That's real. And, you know, I learned a lot. Um, I did learn a lot about business. I learned a lot about magazines and publishing. Um, I got to be, I never, like I said before, I never gave, had anything to do with giving mics. There was a couple of times I had insert my power, you know what I'm saying? But, but. I would say 90% of the mics, I never was even in the back room. You know you just jumped. You know, I, I got to stop you. Let's go back and okay. say what you did because you know you, you you was doing some bullshit. Well, I mean, that was it. As, as, as far as grabbing the t-shirt and, 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 and Jay's caused, weed out of his dorm. Did, why don't you admit and say that, yo, I caused, I could have caused problems. No, yeah. I would. I would. I have no problem. They wrote for you I instead would. of them. I would. No, I would. I would. But because he put a story in us, and they quit, that was their reason. Because because they didn't believe that we deserved a story. They felt like because we was Dave's friends, that's why we got the story and, and we didn't deserve to be in the source. And I'm saying at that time, we deserved it. Mm. Let me say this. Yes. You're coming in there very muscly, very aggressively, taking things, not caring. Don't make a face. You're doing all that stuff, right? And then all of a sudden, they telling Dave about you, get away from this guy, Dave. Right. You get right. away from him. And Dave go against him and put you in the magazine. But it's not, not saying you didn't deserve it, but right. he did it anyway. Right. Showed that I'm riding yes. with this man instead yes. of y'all. Yes. That's what happened. But that was the right thing to do. <laughs> but 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 that care. was the right what thing you say, to do. What you're saying is you did those things because of how they treat you off the rip. Look, look, that's what I, I, I swear, I, I swear, because look, me and Dave clicked. Like I'm a person, I'm a per no look, me and Dave click. I'm a person, I'm a person that automatically goes like off of vibes, I'm a cancer. And I could automatically, like Jay Schechter from off rip. You knew. Off rip, like a straight cracker. And a, Whoa, and, oh my God. No, but let me explain what a cracker is. A cracker is a racist white person to me. And you can't hide it. When you come from Boston, you can't, like, you could be quiet and you could look, and I already know you racist. I, there's, I could tell it from your body language. I could read it. Mm. When you from Boston, Mass, and the shit that you went through growing up in Boston, you could read racism probably better than somebody from down south. And, and I'm telling you, like, he, not just the racism, but I'm at Harvard and I'm better. He just totally, because Dave didn't like him. You know what I'm saying? Dave didn't like Jay. They was two totally different people. How they even ended up um, roommates at the dorm, who knows? But it was two totally different people. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I think they was jealous of how smooth Dave was with black people, and they wasn't, how uncomfortable and awkward they was. 
or how his black friends coming in cause trouble. I mean, I mean, I'm be honest. I'm be honest. After that, yeah, it was like, man, fuck you. Where'd you eat at, nigga? Fuck out of here. Don't do that, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. So, 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 they write an article on the group. The group, yep. A four-page article. Oh, oh my, come on. Oh, oh, Lord. I gotta go to the corner. Yo! <laughs> what, what, what? Four Yo! pages? <laughs> I, I thought it was just one page. No, no, it's like... called a feature. It's a feature. Mm. That's gotta... biased, man. That's biased? He showed you some love. Man. They didn't like it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Two of our members got killed. Easy E was going to sign us Facts. and died. I we, 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 I, was I on, we got sued by the Boston police because of a record where it went up against crooked cops. We had a fucking story. I mean, it's not like, hey, we're just a rap group and hey, we're... We had a story, man. We, like, we was like... I mean, our story... When you look at that story, actually, the story's pretty fucking dope. You go back and look at... Um, the issue was the one with Redman on the cover with the tissue in his nose. And we and we made the story like I I was proud like what the fuck like I've been riding with Dave's since '88 six years six years later we get a story now, I've been in hip hop way before that look what you just said I've been riding with Dave from '88 that's the problem that's the problem I'm not saying you didn't deserve but they felt that there was some sort of bias well, hold on look look what you just said not saying that you didn't deserve and that's all I'm saying. We deserve they, But you can't it. see their point of view as well? You can't see them no, saying, not at well, all. this may be, be biased because this is your friend, Dave. Oprah puts herself on, on the cover of her magazine. Every, why? Because it's her fucking magazine. It's Dave's magazine. If, if he wants to put a picture of his ass crack on it, it's, it's his magazine. Who are you to say you stepped down because, because Dave, you put him in there? He Okay, maybe, and, and again, you guys didn't like us from the start. So... But but we deserved it. We're on. We got signed three times back then. These was majors: Tommy Boy, RCA, and Flavor. I saw that. I'm reading it. Six years, the magazine's out, and 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 my man finally gives me a um a write up. Finally, how much time did you ask him? We never did. No, no, I'm not. You know what? That's a lie. We I I would say a year or two prior to that, we was asking for the story, and nothing happened. What did he say? Wasn't nothing because it wasn't no pressure. Like it wasn't like I, I I mean to be honest, it wasn't that like as the magazine grew, it's like wait a minute, you know shit, man, damn, can we can we get in? But back then I really wasn't like okay, it's cool, you know what I'm saying. But once it was like all right, this shit is getting booming, shit, can we? Can, hello, can we get can we get some love? I mean, shit, I I, I still don't see what's like I said. Mm. I, I Oprah's see on the cover of her magazine every month, the O, and she's on the cover of it every single month. Right. Russell Simmons was the main when they was doing Fat Farm. He wore the sweaters in every ad. He owned it. Like if if you fly enough to be your own marketer and brand, why not? And and if we was a real again, we're a real group. We're a real. So this was a Source out. Magazine ninety four. Nineteen ninety four. Yeah, when Red Man was on it ninety four. That's it. Yeah. And the RSO there was an RSO article in there. I yeah. don't know. No, yeah, saying. yeah, yeah. It says also uh, contained Dave Mayer's in, uh, inserted Almighty RSO Inserted. Feature, which <laughs> violated his... an editorial ban on Benzino Violated. Group is this in the con Constitution? The... What the fuck is... See, but, 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 but the thing <laughs> I have a problem with is that... No, no, no. The thing I have a problem with Benzino is that why are you not taking accountability all these years? You got to take accountability. For what? There take was a ban on you, man. I take accountability for taking the weed and taking a couple <laughs> of T-shirts. Other than that, fuck all of them.
Respect. Like and, and 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 to be honest, be honest. Imagine flip. Imagine somebody don't like what you do with your man and says we either you step down from your business or we quit. You gonna be like bye. But Shit. you didn't tell us there was an editorial ban against you. You didn't tell uh, us that's right. I didn't. Even, I didn't know it's there was complex. Edit- no, 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 no. I'm saying it, that's what they look again. Since then, all who do you think? All these writers from the early source days went to. Now they're at the complexes, and they're at the, and they all hated me. That's why I, I never got covered in anything because all these insecure ass, weak ass college motherfuckers. You know, I'm no, no, that's what they are, bro. They insecure, weak ass individuals, bro. They could sit up there and write and talk shit about everybody, but never ever want to feel the pain of what a motherfucker goes through in them streets. Like, they can glorify it, put the gold tooth in, put the hat to the side, you know what I'm saying? The nice chicks up there, try to look, you know what I'm saying? But but then when a real nigga comes around, it's like, ah, uh, yeah, That's that bitch come out. That's too real when a real them, gorilla man. come around, you know what I'm saying? The little kittens got to scatter. But, mm. but, 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 but I, I've never been, I've never been nobody to try to like, I've never been no bully. I've never been like someone to try to make someone feel. I just haven't. That's their insecurities. They're, I'm telling you, these, these guys are insecure, so you, bro. Tell me the worst thing besides stealing weed and taking t-shirts. I need you to be honest and say, yo, Flip. I'm trying to think, Flip. I, this I, is the worst thing. I've never I, pounded anybody up there. I might have violated. I've I might never, have cursed I somebody ne- out. Look, at Elliot, Elliot Wilson was later on when he was at XXL when I violated him. All right? That's a different story. We can... That, we can talk about we're that. We're not talking about that. We're not talking about that. But at the source, no, no. Never put my hands on none of them. But you were disrespectful to some of them. You didn't care. No, 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 no. I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying none of them dis- would come up to me and just disrespect. Okay, Jay Schechter. All right. I do remember. All right, here we go. I said something. I re- Okay, that's right. I do remember. This. Let's go. There we go. I said, if you if you say one more bad thing about us, we're going to come up there and put niggas in body bags. I remember I said, and the nigga taped me. <laughs> Gee, don't I, do, the, I do remember don't press that. the sound effect I do remember that I don't know which one to press on that one I just, I just no <laughs> leave it I do remember I Ooh. do remember threatening nigga Jay Schechter because they was talking shit about us again it, it was it was a act, it was a reaction from an action like they was talking shit and I was like yo you say one more bad thing about us up there we gonna come up there and put y'all niggas in body bags but I remember that do, do you think initially they thought that because this is how I look at it and I'm gonna move on from it I, I think initially they thought that you and Dave you know that 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 initially they thought that you guys were probably muscling Dave initially, and then they realized that Dave yeah. and you were re- really good friends. Yes, they, you know you they realized that. It. So initially they thought that you must go, Dave. You gotta get rid of this guy, man. He's coming up here anytime he wants and stuff like that. Get rid of him. But then he realized that you and Dave were friends. Then Dave, then whatever your behavior up there, and then Dave still went against what they said, put you in a magazine, which in turn, you. They said the group. This was written. The group led an entire staff to walk out. You. <laughs> How the hell do you do that? You. I mean, you know, I mean, you got to an entire staff. That's, do you remember that? To bring us back to that day when Dave called you and said, yo, they left. He, he called because we had to hurry up. I, I, I drove up there. We had to get on the highway because um, they was trying to muscle Dave. Like they was trying to bully Dave. And they was gonna, I thought it was going to get physical. So, you know, we went up there. And I remember um, Ron, Ron Horton was the only one that stuck with us and shit. And um, Dave changed the locks. Dave had got into it, one of the guys, a little physical altercation, but once the locks had, when I went up there, they, the other guys had scrambled. And that's when I told you that they brought, when I was at RCA, that was the same time when they brought the summons 
because of what happened. All that happened around the same time. They they came to our record label, fake like they was covering us on our press day, came up there. These was Dave's original two partners. Niggas pounded the shit out of them niggas. Wait, 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 wait. What what what, mm. what was the what was the summers about? Oh man, that's a good um some bullshit. Some I don't even know. Some some crazy nutty shit like huh? That you did. <laughs> that you did. Once I looked again? at it, punch dude. That, no, that's it. no, 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 no. You did say, see, once again. I don't remember. It, you I don't remember. remember. No, I, I see, don't. It was some petty shit. It was like, because he took t-shirts. It was some petty bullshit. Stealing at the record label. I mean, still, stealing at the, at the office. Oh, man. If, if a motherfucker is going to get mad. Do you know how many t-shirts was on tables? And how many? T- nah, this was labeled <laughs> t-shirts. Like, these was coming in on a daily basis. They'd get mad over that. They were nitpicking, basically. Nitpicking, so okay. they, they would make me take more now. Now I'm, a take, now I'm taking everything off your desk. So, so, so he calls mm-hmm. you, you go up there, you rush up there. Rush up there, we, we, we make sure he's straight. Then I ended up staying up there, moved to Jersey City. Okay. And then we hired a new staff. And let me tell you something, the 18 years I was with the source, I've never had an office up there. Never ever, because I'm just not an office nigga. I get claustrophobic. Like. Dave has a couch like matter of fact, this look like Dave's couch. I just come in there real blunt and just be like this whole time, a couple of hours in there, then I'm gone. That was my life at the Source magazines. I mean, we was getting so much money at one point, I was never in the office. Like mm. it was no I am just not I'd never been an office nigga. How but that money, was our relationship. How much money were y'all getting? Sorry, G. Mm. And I top two million a month. Cash. G. Come on, man. Don't hype him, man. You know you like that stuff. Like, two the, million a the month. Mag? At, look, we turned down $55 million from Bob Johnson in his office, me and Dave. Bob said, look, I'm going to write down what I'm going to offer you. I'm going to leave, and I'm going to come back, and you're going to tell me if you accept it or not. And he wrote down, we wanted 80. You know what I'm saying? If we was going to give it all up, we wanted 80. Because we had owed the bank 30. We were so much in debt. Like, after we got the 55, I might have probably would have walked. Me and Dave would probably walked away with four M's apiece. We just felt like it wasn't worth it. We ended up losing it. But we walked away from a $30 million debt, you know what I'm saying? And then, you know, we got indicted by the feds. Well, I got in, me, got indicted and shit. So. <laughs> don't rush, don't rush. I, 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 I'm just, I know because everything be so interactive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, 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 yeah. Yo, let's so, take a time. Yeah, you get him. Oh, back a little bit. When when, yes, when, when Dave told you we go 50-50 on, on the, on the, on the um, source, what was, like, your uh, requirement? Like, what did he want you to do? None. He was just like, yo, he needs a partner. And... Since you caused niggas to walk out, I need you here. Nah, 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 nah. Because really, because really, because really, I see something in you. You, you are hip hop. You are. You, you, you yeah. are loyal. You know what I'm saying. And 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 you are the type of partner I I, I believe that I could take. Because Dave was really the fucking brains behind everything. Period. Mm. He was the business and the mind behind all that. Okay, but it's like he understood the separation of college and streets. He understood that I got to get somebody, don't got to, but it makes sense to get somebody from the streets so we can really, because the Source Magazine would have just been like anything else, a bunch of college kids, and it's like like a sub sandwich without no mayonnaise and oil and vinegar. Like, okay, you got meat and cheese, but it really don't taste good, you know what I'm saying, without the mayonnaise, oil, vinegar, and oregano, and pepper, and salt, Mm -hmm. and... A little bit of that hot pepper relish. I was all that part of it. Look, we're going to tell our story the book. Me and Dave's been separated for like three and a half, four years now. You know what I'm saying? Um, I guess we'll get to that. But 
there's so much talk to talk to to write about the book and everything and shit like it was it was crazy that that whole shit was nuts that whole period of time was an ill period of time i've you know i made money in the streets but the type of money and the shit i was doing it just went by in a blur it was just everything was crazy yo it was just and i didn't know nothing about having that much money i just i felt like man this was gonna last forever Let's take baby steps, please, because you, you, you're jumping again. You mm -hmm. just you just went mm -hmm. from uh, Japan back to New York. Right, right, right. Okay. My bad. So, uh, hey, T-Money. COVID. Oh. <laughs> no Japan right now. <laughs> so. Not now. You went there, partner. What's the first big thing that happens? Nothing. It was no money. It's not like, okay, here, take this. It wasn't, I'm still hustling the streets at that point. Yeah, I'm still like, but I do remember we got signed to Jay Prince and I ended up moving to Houston. And I was down there for like a year while Dave was running the source. And this is probably when he really took a real, like real kind of role in our career fully when we, when we got signed to rap a lot. So now it's almost like he's managing us now, running the source and kind of managing the group, kind mm. of like, you know what I'm saying? And that was about 95, 96, mm. you know what I'm saying? Lived down there for about a year in Houston, I was dope. Um, got to, you know, kick it with Jay and everybody, that whole Rap-A-Lot family, man, rest in peace, Bushwick, that was my guy. Mm. You know, Face, me and Face are pretty close. <clears throat> A lot of the other guys, old beat, old Mike Dean. I mean, you know, wherever I go, I make my presence felt like in the hoods and you know, with a lot of people, like wherever I go. And I've lived in a few places, man. And I, I always go to the hood and I always fuck with hood niggas. So, you know, like my like my face card's pretty good in these streets. At all these gas stations in these streets. You know what I'm saying? So, I, probably, I mean, we got signed and then Dave, the magazine kept getting bigger, kept getting bigger. Um, I think I really didn't start seeing money probably to like 98, 99. Maybe like money that I could really recognize because, you know, I was still getting money in the streets, so it's not like I was getting a check from the source. You know what I'm saying? It, would, it probably 98, 99 is when I probably started, okay, getting a salary and started seeing some cash. And then, you know, it, then it was at one point where, you know, it was like, okay, shit overnight. Like our ads was 25,000 a pop. And we had like 85 ads. And shit was just, money was just like, oh shit. And then I had a, you know, I had a record deal on Motown. I mean, shit was just happening, man. It was a lot of shit happening for the good. A lot of money coming in, all all kind of places. Millions. The record deals. So you were signing Jay Prince, rap a lot. Like signing Jay Prince. Well, before that, like I said, Easy e was gonna sign this RSO, but he had passed away. I spoke to Easy like two days at Cedar Sinai. I talked to him about five, six times at those two, three weeks he was there directly because he was signing us directly. His wife was signing. At that time, his wife was signing Bone Thugs, but he was signing us directly. And then he ended up dying, and we were just waiting for his signature, and it never happened. But, mm. you know, after that, we ended up, you know, I ended up like, I was doing songs with different people. Like I said, Dave, with the influence from the source, you know what I'm saying? We was, you know, we was making moves with different artists and stuff like that. Like there was no artist that we couldn't, you know, see if we wanted to get a feature from or something because, you know, with the Source magazine, um, you know, the labels was, was fucking with us. Of course, I'm sure a lot of it had to do with the Source and the influence, you know, but I mean, that's what the game's about. It's about influence and networking. 
you know, when you strong look at almond it. as well. Nah, because it, 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 we didn't have to. The sauce was so big that we really didn't. I mean, people wanted to be involved with the sauce. People wanted their artists on the cover. People wanted good mic ratings. So it's like shit. The rap group is down with Dave. Shit, what was you know, everything was all good. The strong arm. I mean, we you know we got to a lot of issues because at this point we a rap group from Boston and we traveling deep, and niggas is deep. You know what I'm saying? I remember doing a song with Mob Deep in '94. I remember when we was gonna do a song at the Palladium in New York, a show at the Palladium. It was Biggie, Mob Deep, Nas, and RSO. And I remember we was downstairs at the dressing room and we was deep. And here come Nas and them. It's supposed to be that that was their dressing room. Man, the whole big thing was getting ready to happen. And we was getting ready to beef with them niggas. And I remember shit got chill. Me and LES kind of like got it to, to, to cool down his DJ. Shout out to L. Me and L got close after that. Super close. And it ended up that shit. I ended up, me and two times, and JB Hangman 3 produced a, a song on Nas's Stillmatic album, the intro of a Stillmatic. We, we, we produced that. We got that hook up through L. I ended up giving Nas $65,000 for a verse that I didn't even use. I'll never forget that shit. Back, way back. But yeah, like we didn't have to really strong arm anything because at that point, Source was, man, like you get to 99, oh, now we're starting to make money. The money's coming in. It's like, oh, shit. Now I'm like, oh, shit. Now I'm like, damn, I'm glad I'm. Because before that, I really didn't feel no partnership. I just, Dave was my man. And I started getting more involved into the branding of Source, like outside things. I was trying to think of things outside the, the writing because I had nothing to do with the writing in the mics. So I'm trying to figure things on the outskirts to do, like Source TV. The Source Hip Hop Hits, I got a, a major 50-50 split deal with Def Jam where we got $5 million up front just because I came up with the idea to do compilations of the top songs. Now, the, the now compilations that everybody always see, they wasn't even out yet. We was the first to do it where whoever was on the cover that, whoever's top song was that year, the covers would put their songs, go get the licensing from the labels and put their songs, Source Hip Hop Hits. We sold $5 million of those. Eleven. We did eleven. Eleven of them. Yep. We did. We sold five million just just in the states mm. at a fifty-fifty split. So we was getting M's. And I negotiated that deal directly with Russell. Direct, cause see, this is where I understood Dave's strengths and my strengths. Dave was gonna give into that deal for for pennies. Where I was like, fuck no, let's bluff them and just chill. See how bad they want it. Now that's some street shit. That wasn't no, because I couldn't read, Dave could read contracts like a motherfucker. I mean, Dave was a fucking, I mean, honestly could read contracts. I couldn't read no fucking contract. But I had the instincts to be like, nah, man, we gonna bluff these niggas. And I never forget. So I got a call from Russell Simmons. First time I've had, you know, Russell's one of my, you know, idols, man. You know what I'm saying? Crush Grooving and Def Jam and all that, of course, you know what I'm saying? I love hip hop. Of course, you're gonna love Russ back then. So, Russ was like he was at the Michael Jordan game. I know he's at the. I'm at the Jordan game, and I'm gonna call you tomorrow, and we're gonna get this deal done. And da, 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 da. So we got the deal done. They sent a, a courier down with a four and a half million dollar check to Surrender Records. Surrender Records was my shit. Four and a half million dollars. That's just here, y'all. Source hip hop hits. We got it now. You know what I'm saying? So. 
shit like that, that was because of me. Source Behind Bars, the issues was my idea. A lot of the Source Awards, after it was developed, I got involved with the production side of it, of who performs and, you know, stuff like that. But, you know, I started getting more involved in shit. And just the fact that, because look, you know, I remember the first time Dave called me and said, yo, some Italian guys came up and was like, look, we're going to we're gonna take your trash out. And Dave was like, no, nah, we don't need to. And it was like, oh, no, <laughs> we're going to take it. We're going to pick your trash up and this is how much it costs. So, you know, I, told, I had to tell Dave, nah, Dave, you got to, we got to, you know, we got to let them take the trash out. Dave was like, what do you mean? I was like, nah, that's, that's just how it is in New York, D. You know what I mean? The Italians own the trash business. You're not turning them down. You know what I'm saying? He's in Houston. That's their little shit right there, right around Mulberry. Like, yeah, Dave, they taking the trash out and we got to pay them. That's just what it is. But it was, yeah, hell yeah. Back then, if you had an office down there, they taking your trash out. It's a service. And they're coming up and they're doing it. They're knocking on your door saying we're doing it. And that's what happened. But I, Meaning Dave didn't understand that type of shit. And that's why having me there to, to explain things was, you know what I'm saying? Um, same thing like when we go in certain places and shit. It's like, okay, people are understanding who we are. But you know, hip-hop is from the streets and you got to be careful. And, and it, there was times where I'm sure people would try to strong-arm Dave if I wasn't around. What was the name of the family that took the trash out? I forgot. I forgot, but I'll never forget that. It was two guys. And Dave, Dave was like, because he, he was telling me about it, and I was like, yeah, Dave, we got to. But I already knew what it was. How much I paid them? I mean, we was part of our office thing. I mean, we gave him, you know, we gave him, I forgot how much it was, but we gave him, I mean, whatever amount it was, take the trash. It wasn't no crazy amount. It's not like we getting extorted crazy amounts. It's just that they had a trash business, and you, they come pick your trash up. Now imagine how many offices in Manhattan and imagine how much money they was getting. That's See, that's the mob. When you think mob, people think of knocking people off, but nah. Garbage, the airports, construction. I mean, they're legal jobs that they just run. But me being a street guy and knowing stuff from my pops, I already knew what it was where Dave didn't. You know, he might have made the mistake and was like, nah, fuck that. And you know what I'm saying? And then something else could have happened. So they took the trash out. They took the trash out. So bring us to, <laughs> all right, so you're doing all this stuff. Now, when did things start getting turned up for you as far as, you know, because you were accused of a lot of stuff up there. You were accused of, uh, you know, things with the locks. We're going to get into that. Rough Riders. Yeah. Um, you know, of course, the Eminem stuff and all this other Paul stuff. Paul Pierce stuff. Paul Pierce. So let's just, what, what happened first? Take us step by step. I want to know. Because my question ain't going to be the ones that you may like. Controversy. No, man. I, no, because like I told you, I get to redeem myself because every situation I felt like, every situation that I was in, I felt like I handled it the way it should have been handled. And I felt like, like I said, if I was wrong in anything, I'm going to, if I, you know, none of us are perfect. We, we, we make mistakes and you learn from them. But whatever controversy I was in, there was always some sort of reason that was on the right side in my head. And, you know, I was raised right, so I pretty much know right from wrong without there being any gray area. If I'm wrong, I have no problem with saying I'm wrong, especially at 55. You know, you have to reach a transition in your life where that's important. You have to know right from wrong. I got kids, and I want them to know right from wrong. So, I don't know where the first controversy was, but there was a lot of them. But 
you know, the Rough Riders thing, they talked about it, I talked about it. That was, you know, a situation where we was on tour. At this point, it was the made men at that point. It wasn't too much controversy or so other than the whole walkout and everything. Mm -hmm. But, and like I said, I got blacklisted after that because all of them source editors went on to be DJs and MTVJs and movie producers. I mean, those, if you had a source under your resume, you went on to do a lot of great shit, mm -hmm. you know, and big up to them. You know, I hold, I mean, listen, we have history. Whether it was good or bad, we made history, and um, you know, I hold no grudges. It's not like they ain't never really did anything physically to me to harm me or anything like that. What happened, as far as history went, you know, I I can understand it and let bygones be bygones and move on. You know, I've I'm in a better place in my life. I'm much more mature, much more intelligent, and I and I and, I, and like you said, I can see things from different perspectives. I get it. There's certain things I'm not gonna bend on because, you know, you know, like the walkout. I just can't bend on that. Like they could have pulled us aside and said, "Hey, look, let's learn to to to, to be cool." Oh, is this? Dave, okay, you and Dave's cool. Well, me and Dave's cool. So let let's me and you be cool. But they was not having it. They drew the line. They felt like the source was their thing, and you stay your ass out there in the street. And that's just how they felt. And I and I'm telling you. That's how I. That's how they made me feel. So I wasn't bending on that. There was no reason for that. Dave did nothing wrong. Putting a story, we deserved a story. I'll, I'll always feel that way. And whether they do or not, I paid for it because later on, shit, I didn't get no coverage. A lot of my music I felt was pretty good and, and, and I always got the raw end of the stick because of my situation with the source. But Okay. What happened first, Paul Pierce situation? I don't remember, but I know it was all around the made men thing. So I think did, the Paul, did, uh, the quick, Paul Pierce real, thing happened first. Real quick, how did the made men come about? Made men was an offshoot of basically we just we just the RSO name had got so much controversy around it and so much you know bullshit. I just said, look, let's just change the name, and we actually got a deal. It was it's it was smart. We got a deal once we shed the name RSO, and we added a new member. Um, Mr. G, so it was just kind of like a rebranding, but um, the Paul Pierce was the first situation. That Tell I us about it. So I, you know, I put this group together called the Wise Guys, right? The Wise Guys were a group with all the projects and all the gangs that's been beefing for 20 years, a lot of murders, a lot of bloodshed. I came up with the idea of we could stop some of the violence. And I can go find all these dope rappers because usually in one project, there's at least one super dope one. And I felt like if I put this together, I can kind of find out who that is. Mm -hmm. While doing that, the project and his surroundings would have to support him by chilling with, with the violence for a minute. So I brought Orchard Park, Academy Homes. Oh man, I mean, Jamaica Plain. Hi Park. I brought all these different projects together and grabbed one or two people from each one and formed the Wise Guys. I ended up getting a distribution deal from Def Jam. I put them in the magazine, advertisements and everything. Um, at this point, you know, I'm now involved with the bag, so I'm putting two, three-page ads of the of Made Men and everything. Yeah, I'm going ham with it now. Like so you're abusing your power? <laughs> I, I still don't call it abusing. I'm, well, this my, I still don't my, call it. My, no, that's your opinion. I, I got it because I'm, I, I'm still like Oprah. 
if Oprah's going to be on the cuts, my magazine, I still like Russell. If Russell's going to promote Fat Farm, I'm, I'm still taking that. Okay, you know respect. You know what I mean? Go. I'm still taking that. I'm still like, it's mine. I'm the brand. It's the brand. So, yeah, I'm going to put Matt. Now it's like nothing. Dave's now we don't have to worry about the rest of them saying integrity because the new staff knows not to say nothing. Mm. They, they, they're not walking out. They Shit, they making good money, good salaries. And they Dave is cool with you putting them in the mag. It was my mag at that point. I'm partner. I mean, what? Well, well, yeah. Hell yeah, Dave, hell yeah. Dave was champion. Dave would, Dave would make sure like the the shits come out good and everything. Hey, how does this one look? How does that look? I mean, we was our relationship got like this to where he was fully involved with the music, and I was with the magazine, and it was it was just like this. Gotcha. When we by the time we got to Made Men, Made Men and Source were like that. Did you have anything over Dave's head or just oh, Jennifer? I'm no, just making sure. Man. I just want to ask this question. No, like like Dave again. Dave knew who Dave knew he who he was dealing with from day one, and Dave had Dave could have broke away from me a long time ago. But he chose not to. If he, he, you know what I'm saying? And again, I didn't see money from Dave. Look, I met Dave in 88. I didn't see money from Dave since 99. That's 10 years. Yeah, 11 right. years, I was getting my own money. Remember, Dave stayed at my apartment when I got locked up. You, you know said what I'm that, saying? You said that. I wasn't at his apartment, you know what I mean? So, you know, shit. I didn't, I, I, I didn't see no money from Dave for years and years. I had my own money. Cause I was getting money in the streets. Now I didn't have millions of dollars, but I had I had a few thousands, and you know I had had a few tens of thousands. And shit, I was buying whips, jewelry, anything I wanted just for my street money. You know back then. Now sure, it was the next level of money once we started touching M's. But this is when the made men shit should happen. Yeah, and we ended up getting a record deal for like a half a million with with BMG Records out L.A. The, then I, I formed the Wise Guys. There we go, Wise Guys. So the Wise Guys, that year, remember I told you we averaged 120 murders? Yeah. So that year we averaged, we got 30 murders that year when I formed that group. Wow. It was a definite inclination that the Wise Guys, the formulation of that group held murders down. I never got no credit for it. See, I wasn't trying to be gang peace or nothing. I just was trying to do it, and I knew what I was doing. I had a group of my guys that I was paying on Surrender Records payroll that I would take, the, the group was about 12 deep of gang members from different, 12, 13 deep. I would say, I would take three of them who really had beef with each other and send them away for a week on a tour. Cause I would do so many, my first tour was like with Roxanne Shante and Biz Markie in 91. You know, Shani's my girl to this day and I'm proud of her. Like, you know, that was like my first tour. RSO we went on, it was the Source tour. And um, I remember we had to check the shit out of MC Church because he, he said, man, we was in Virginia. He said, yo, they were dope, right? But then one of them dudes looked like Humpty. He was talking about my man E, man. We ran up on stage, man, snatched this motherfucker up. It was like, you know, yeah, because... You know, you're, go, you're going far again. No, that no, that was before. I'm going back. Yeah, that I was know, before. That, that, but I'm bringing back. I'm bringing back the wise guys. But that was the first... I'm saying 91 was back there, but wise guys it was... was this was about 98, 98, 99. Mm -hmm. 2000. Mm -hmm. So we form wise guys. We, we get a deal. These guys, things are happening. We're down with the murders. We do a party, a wise guys party. They were all there at the party. There were some NBA players that was there. Now you could notice NBA players because, you know, niggas is tall as fuck. Mm -hmm. You know six what I'm five, saying? Six, six. Six, eight, you know what yeah. I'm saying? But like, and I was a major Celtics fan. And I remember when Paul Pierce, when we drafted him, I was like, oh, hell yeah. Because I followed his career a little bit, his last 
his last years at, at, at Kentucky. And I was like, he was, I, I, I was familiar with him. I was happy to have him. I was a major Celtics, big Patriots, Celtics, Red Sox, Bruins. You know, Boston, you know, home, home of the champions, title tap. You know. I'm waiting. So, yeah. so we are proud about our sports and we support them. I noticed that, okay, there was a fight that took place. So me and my man, Hurst, Hurst the big guy, we standing, say, about 30 feet by the pool tables when it's all happening. So we noticed the niggas jumping on, you know what I'm saying? Now, you know, it's nothing. Fights in Boston happen all the time, especially with sports players. Mo Vaughn got cracked in his head with a ashtray one time. Um, Lawyer Malloy went through some shit up there. I mean, dudes go through shit, you know what I'm saying? Usually over a chick. Nine times out of ten, it's over a chick. Sure enough, this was over a chick. When it happened, I'm noticing a dude beefing. But I didn't, it, like, like it, I guess it was the first time I seen him in, in regular clothes, but he didn't look like Paul Pierce. So I didn't know who it was. Mm. If I would have known it was Paul, I probably would have went over there and got them niggas up off of him. He was throwing them blows now. Like, there's no question, like, Paul was throwing blows with niggas, but it was too many niggas. Niggas was coming out the woodwork. And, you know, Boston, I mean, you in your town, that's just how it's going to be. Mm-hmm. I remember the light came on, man, and then the, the last blow hit him, and he kind of went, he was, a, he was all in blood. And I still didn't know who it was. Still didn't know who it was. I just got up out of there like everybody else. When I'm running downstairs, I remember now, I didn't know who it was then, but Tony Batie, he was our center at the time. That's when we had Antoine Walker. And he was talking to his brother, which I didn't know, but later on. And he was like, yeah, it was the made men. It was the made men. It was the made men. So I'm listening to this thing. Everybody's running to the car and shit. So I run to my whip, jump in the bands, bounce out. And um, that's at that point, it was like the police was going crazy because he had been stabbed a bunch of times. This was the, I mean, you see, Boston's funny. Boston don't give a fuck about a regular nigga getting stabbed and everything. But Paul Pierce, oh, he was a different type of nigga. Yeah, they love their sports niggas. Love them. Hate niggas, but love when you play for them. You know what I'm saying? So he was their baby. So I just knew they was going to turn the city up. It was going to be crazy. I already, I already knew once I drove away, once I found out it was Paul Pierce, because someone had called and told me, I was like, God damn. And I felt, again, that's when I felt like, fuck. Because if I went over there, I could have. if I knew it was him, I would have went over there and I would have tried to stop it. I, I, I would have. Because any- I knew everybody involved. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I knew everybody involved. Come to th- So I bounced to New York. I, I got the fuck out of town. Did you get any hits in? No. No, because I was 30 feet away. I'm I'm sitting there, look, I'm watching the whole thing. It was, the, the lights were off and then the lights came on. And that's when the last blow came. I'm watching the whole thing. It was thing. the bottle to the head, yes? The last Bottles, blow. punches, knives. I mean, he took a beating. And that's why I'm saying, like, you got to give him credit because he, he was fighting. But none of his guys jumped in. Now, I know he was there with a couple of guys from his team. None of them dudes jumped in. You know what I'm saying? So... You know, after I found out, I was like, God, it was two things going through my man, my mind. You got to get the fuck out of town because I knew it was going to happen. I knew I was going to get the blame for it. I already knew. Yeah, like I'm blaming you. That's the, that's the consensus. You know what I'm saying? So, so made men, made men. Come to find out when Paul, Paul's in his bed, they think he might die. 
They got the book with pictures. They telling him, him, me. Mm. He's like, nah. Then they picked, look, this was crazy. They picked my man Trev, Roscoe. And the, remember I told you I was standing with a dude over here? Mm. Hearst. And Hearst was nowhere near there. They took, and they got Hearst. So we had already bounced to New York. You know, I had the little mansion in Saddle River. We was there. The next day we had to come right back. Hearst had to turn himself in. They wanted me for questioning. It was a whole bunch of crazy shit. And like, Hearst wasn't even over there. So I had to pay for a lawyer for Hearst to go on trial. Hearst almost went to jail for a long time. Like, Roscoe got 20 years and a day behind that shit. Wow. Trev got a bunch of years. Like seven, Trevor, ten, and Hearst got found not guilty. You know what I'm saying? Had to spend almost like $150,000, a lot of money for that lawyer because Hearst had nothing to do with it. But Hearst sure. wasn't, you know what I'm saying? So he was standing, me and her, I'll never forget it. Me and Hearst was standing, and remember, Hearst was one of the main guys on Surrender Records formulating the wise guys. Yeah. He was on staff. So here we are bringing crime down, and then at the party, mm. the craziest shit ever happens. And, you know, immediately, man, I want to do a fucking, because now it's like, everybody's like, yo, made men, I'm on the newspaper, made men did it, made men. And it was fucked up because, you know, when you look on one of the Source Awards, you'll see Trev and Roscoe. I brought them out on stage with me, the man when we had performed at, the, at one of the Source Awards. And Trev and Roscoe came on stage with me and shit. So everybody knew, like, I was affiliated with, with him, but it, I didn't do, I wasn't over there beefing, you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? It, it, it shouldn't have happened. And if, and if I knew that it was Paul, I, I would have tried to go over there to, to squash it because I had that influence where I probably could have. Now, it was over a woman. Let's let let it be clear. It was but, but, over but, but, a chick. But, but, I want to know the story about the, what do you mean over a woman? It was over a chick. It was Roscoe chick. It was Paul trying to talk to Roscoe chick. Roscoe, which I, I, I you know, something happened, but it was over Paul trying to holler at Roscoe's chick. That was how, that was that's why, that's why, what happened. Why Roscoe and Roscoe was Paul disrespectful about it? Or Roscoe, I don't even know. But you know, you know, I, I looked at Paul when he did the the interview with Matt Barnes and Stephen Jackson. And it was the first time I heard him mention it. Since then, me and Paul seen each other, and we and, and it's been cordial. You know what I'm saying? Um, but you know, when I seen the interview, you know, I, I was watching it, and I was just like, man, you know, not not saying disappointed, but. What I want to come out of this is to these young guys out here who are playing basketball, when they go in these different cities and these girls are out there, they have to be keep in mind that these girls are connected with guys in the hood. And 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 like these guys in the hood, that's all they got. They babies, mamas, and everything else. When you trying to fuck on one of these girls, you gotta be cognizant of that. You got to be wary of you might be fucking on somebody from that hood's girl mm -hmm. and having problems. So the way you approach a girl, especially at a club filled with a bunch of niggas from the hood, you got to be aware of that. What disappointed you about that interview? Because because I thought that, you know, Paul's an intelligent guy and he seems like a, a real mature guy. We, we never hung out, you know what I'm saying? But I was a fan. And it just I, I just think that, I just think that he should have just said, you know, he should have just kept it real about what happened. What did he say? Well, I mean, I don't remember totally, but I just, okay. I, I know it wasn't, it, 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 it was over a girl and that, and that wasn't the subject. So I don't want, you know what I mean? It was, you know, the chick came with Roscoe, 
Paul had words with the chick, and next thing you know, a fight broke out. So a fight broke out between him and Roscoe, then everybody else is jumping in. That's just how it is anywhere. If we was in L.A. and Paul was with a bunch of niggas, then L.A. niggas would have jumped me or Roscoe. It just That's just how shit happens. You know what I'm saying? But like I said, Paul was throwing them things. There's no question, but, but he was trying to holler at a chick that was with Roscoe, my man. And that's how shit happened. Now, whether... I don't know what was said to the girl. I don't know what was said because I wasn't over there. But I'm saying it wasn't enough for that nigga to get stabbed like that. And it wasn't enough for all that shit to have for these niggas to get all this time. You know what I'm saying? So if I could have squashed it, I would have. I would have. 100%. You know, he said that he, you know, first and foremost, you know, I feel that he could say whatever he want because he got stabbed. Almost lost his life. Well, what you mean, say whatever you want? You got to still be... You, See, that's what I'm saying. Got stabbed, we, man. You got stabbed, yeah, right, OG. right, right. No, but no, but I'm saying. Stab eleven times. No, no, no. The bottle. Right, right, man right. Boston niggas. Right, right, right. <laughs> but you got to be. But you got to keep it one hundred and be like, look, this happened because I was trying to holler at some female okay, that was. You got to. You got a like, message. Like I got save, it. save the next young nigga that okay. don't know how to carry himself in another city because that's really all it is. Look, uh, look, look. My father told me years ago, graveyards and jails are filled with niggas over women. I mean, mm. motherfuckers is dead over broads, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, somebody got to be able to say something to you. Avoid that. You don't got to die over a chick. You ain't got to get stabbed up over no... It ain't worth it. You know what I'm saying? There's enough chicks in that party who came by themselves that you could holler at. Mm. Look, when we would go out on tour, I would make sure to tell niggas. And this is where we're going to go with this whole DMX thing because that was over broad. Another thing. Mm. Both of those situations was basically over a chick. Over a chick that I had nothing to do with. See, I know how to carry myself when I'm in somebody else's town. I'm not going in there trying to bag niggas' chicks. I'm not going in there trying to act like I'm the man. I'm going to try to fit in with the grimiest niggas there and smoke a blunt with them. Mm-hmm. And try to figure shit out. Like, you can't go in there with a bunch of security acting like you the nigga grabbing, knocking niggas' broads, man. Because you're going to have problems. I don't give a fuck who you are. You know what I'm saying? Well, you gotta be, you gotta be conscious of that. And if Paul knows that that's what it really was about, then why not really talk about that? Why not really talk about well, this? Maybe I should have, I could have done it a different way. Was he married maybe, at the time? I don't even know. And to me, that's really not, not the point because I'm, I'm not saying it's right. I don't think so. I'm not saying it's right, but I'm saying I'm, I'm just saying like. Oh, gee. No, because you, you said you said earlier you said he got stabbed up. So. He said what he want to say, right? So he probably tight that he got stabbed up and beat up. No, no, no. I and don't. Then think he's, he's like, not. yo, I'm not gonna snitch on my. If, if he had a wife, on, if he had a wife at home and he outside, and he's trying to holler at somebody shorty. He's not gonna snitch on himself. On himself. Well, I mean, I mean, mm-hmm. from my understanding, you know, he he pointed them out. You know what I'm saying? Mm. He pointed. And they got time. You know, but we're not looking at Paul as a street nigga. He's a civilian, right. Boston Celtic, and I guess you know he did what he did. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, um, but he pointed them out, and them guys did time. Look, I, I I would love to do a thirty thirty with Paul. You know, because to be honest, to be honest with you, and I'm glad I could say this here. There's so many things that that situation when you look at it that were ironic like here I am they hated me like the the power structure in Boston hated me you know I mean mm-hmm. I beat a Fed case up there you know what I'm saying like I, I beat a, took it to trial and won the gang task force could never get me where they want I mean you know they hated me up there I had a name for myself the Boston both 
main newspapers was dogging me out for years and years since 87. They loved Paul. They loved Paul. He was the savior. Look, after that, man, he took us one game away from the championship. It's a great story. After all that, the adversity, he took it was one game away from the fucking finals. One game. When uh, So him and Antoine w w was killing him that season after that. So it's a crazy story, but I want to show how a racist-ass city would condemn me and big him up when that year, when that shit happened, I, I brought the murder thing down from from 100 to 30 and never got credit for it. And I remember because of that, Boston got a gang of money. Clinton came. They put a brand new fucking um, police headquarters. They got Boston got a lot of money that year because that was the model city from bringing murders down. I did that shit. And then that night at the Wise Guys party, that shit had to happen. It was just too much crazy. I just think that it'll be a good story because a lot of times people be like, yeah, Benzino did that. But I, they still do that. If people don't like what Paul say, they'll tweet out, man, where's Benzino when you need him? Benzino, you know I'm saying? I hate that shit because I didn't do it. And, and, and I wouldn't have done it. And I would have squashed it and probably saved my niggas from doing a bunch of time and saved Paul from getting stabbed up if I'd have known that that was him. I just didn't even know. So two uh -huh. things I have to say. First and foremost, um, the first thing I have to say is that in all reality, yeah, you brought crime down, but that day it was a big blow. So all the crime that you brought down, which we will acknowledge it as street dudes, and but it wouldn't be acknowledged because one of the biggest players got stabbed up, right? So so it's like this. Cash, but, but, but another <laughs> thing is that it, I know it's crazy, but it's life. Right. That's life. I get it. I, I know. I know. It, it's crazy, but we have to live in the truth. It's, That's right. It happened. Of course. All the stuff you brought down, I can see it. You brought all the hoods beefing together. Now, a basketball player. Right. It's, it's just... Right. It went like this. Right. But another thing, do you feel right. bad at all that Paul Pierce said that he was, you know, he suffered from depression after being stabbed? Of course. I mean, look... Does that make I you felt... feel... No, no, I want you to elaborate on that. Yeah. You know, he suffered from depression. He was... He, you know, he sat in the park and he was depressed. He, you know, he, he, he was, he, he was, he woke up in chills and a lot of things pertaining to that. How do you feel about how he felt? I felt, that? I felt, I felt bad, but I also felt, felt bad for Roscoe getting 20 years and still locked up. <laughs> oh, see? No, no, See, I'm going to keep it, I'm going to keep it, I'm going to keep it all the way really, 100. Do you really feel like, bad? Of course, man. Are you 50-50 in or are you with Roscoe in them? Of course. No, Shout no, no. No, no, I can, feel bad. I can feel bad for Paul. Shout out to Roscoe. But I him. also feel, yeah, free Roscoe, but I also feel bad. He's still locked and, up? And also free Trev, of course. He got 20 years in a day for that. It makes 20 years now. Yeah. He's about to come home soon. Finally. I'm saying, look, you know, I felt bad for Paul that happened. And, I, and when I seen the thing about him suffering depression, I'm like, yeah, but you know, Again, when you put a butt, Benzino, that means you feel bad. Well, no, 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 no. Only because, up. only because he came and fucking climbed back up and took and came from. I mean, his story is an amazing story. His strength was fucking crazy. So that's the butt. It was like he, yeah, he didn't rest on that. Whatever. If he was depressed, he snapped out of it because he's a he's a Hall of Fame player. Yeah, he, he has a ring under his belt. He's 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 definitely one of the top. Play, 50 players in basketball so I mean shit that, that's a hell of a story I just want you know there's just three sides to everything you know what I'm saying like it just isn't you know Paul got to heal those wounds healed thank God but you know you know Roscoe 
Trev still did a lot of time. They served their time for that. So it was an unfortunate situation for everybody all the way around. Okay. So your thing is that, and, and you would just, you know, you would just wish that Paul Pierce would have kept it real, in your opinion. Well, I, I don't think it's not that he didn't keep the real. I just want him to, when he does, because like I said, it was the first time I see him do the interview. And I, and I, and I hope him he, he sees this and and somebody wants to do this, you know, 30 for 30 idea. You know, I was talking to Tyson's people and they was interested, but he would have to sign on. But, it, you know, this is a Boston thing too. And, you know, to show the, the real racism of Boston and like the paradox of all this. But shit, Paul, I mean, listen, like I said, I was a fan. I've been following him after that. We've seen each other a couple of times. But, you know, I just want something to come good out of this and that it's just not wasted. You know, Roscoe wasted 20 years and he got all these scars on him let's 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 talk like adults here because paul's from inglewood shit paul from the paul from the hood too mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying inglewood get down you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. so let's talk like adults and try to see what the situation is so that it don't happen again and maybe these kids can can hear it from a place where they could be like, okay. Because if you glorify it, just be like, yeah, I got stabbed and I went on to, and I was dunking on niggas after that. That doesn't do nothing for the kid, you know what I'm saying, that could be in the next town to talk to somebody's chick and he might get stabbed up or he might get shot up. We can avoid things if we look at what happens and and if we're, and if we're real with ourselves, like you said. And because, you know, at the end of the day, shit, you know, you know, sitting there watching that shit was crazy because I watched it. I sat there for however long it took for that shit to happen and just watched it. But so many fights happen like that in Boston. And it's a regular thing. So mm -hmm. I, but, but I didn't, man, he didn't look like, I remember, I remember his coat. He had a, a, a camel skin leather coat on. I remember it. I, he just didn't look like him. Like, you know what I'm saying? When you see him on fucking TV with a basketball, he didn't look like him with that leather coat. I'm like, he did not look like him. If I knew it was him, I'd have ran over there and grabbed them niggas. There's no question. I've done it before. I've hopped in front of guns with, with rival niggas is beefing because I knew right. both sides. Right. right in front. Mm -hmm. When niggas pull out and like, hey, 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 hey. I've done that a few times. So it would have been no problem to do that. You know what I'm saying? It would have been no problem. And I wish I had the chance to do it. What was the vibe when you saw him the first time? When you saw Paul Pierce the first time after that happened? Oh, man, it was, what up? You know what I'm saying? It was cool. Second time I was at a game in Miami, it was like, what up? I was close, but sitting behind the um, things. And then I remember one time I was at a club and he reached over and like grabbed my shoulder or something. And it was always cool, you know, but, you know, we really never got a chance to talk about it. That's why, like I said, I think a 30 for 30 about that would be dope because, you know. Who do you think is the victim in that situation? Oh, everybody, everybody. And who Paul and the guys who've been locked. So everyone locked was a victim. Of course. Okay. Because, because you know, Roscoe's beefing with somebody. Of course, things. Oh, Roscoe's beefing? Let me jump no, in. No, understood. I just want to you know. No, but I'm just saying. Okay. So it's not like, you know, it was just everything was circumstance. Roscoe's beefing because he's thinking that Paul's trying to holler at his chick and Paul's like, man, fuck you or whatever. And then they beefing. But it's all over the chick. Mm. It's all over a decision made by someone trying to talk to a female. Okay. All right. Now, yeah, you have to. Now, you going to move on to the next one? No, yeah, but no. you have something to say? I'm going to move on to the next one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was going to ask, um, what you was going to say? Yeah, yeah. But you got more. I'm going to move on if you got more for this one. Nah, nah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, now I'm saying, speaking of, speaking of chicks, you said DMX. That situation was about chicks. Yeah, that as well. was about a chick. That was about a chick. We on tour, made men. We got our own tour bus. Mm -hmm. 
we we put a guy Def Jam at that point. It was Cash Money, Rough Riders, Made Men. Right. And then sometimes you'd have other people opening up. Like I remember Fifty of them was open up in Connecticut. You know what I'm saying? G Unit. Few other groups, other places, but those are the main things. And then we got on the tour. Like we had our own tour bus. You know what I'm saying? Like 2000. I was paying for the tour bus. Yeah, around 2001, I think 2000, 2001, maybe around there. Mm. And um, I remember when um, we had our own guy on the Def Jam. They did had a promotions bus where they would go before everybody and put posters up and everything. Mm. So. I had my guy on there, and he would, he he was going in. So when you pull up, you see a made men shit everywhere. You know what I'm saying? So I remember we had skipped Ohio. We had skipped Ohio to come straight to Boston because we had to do two shows in Boston. This was big for us. We was doing shows at the Fleet Center. This was huge for us. It was the biggest shit of our career ever. You know what I'm saying? Both shows showed out. Both shows sold out, and um. Like I had told the story before, you know, we would, you know, in, in every tour we would get the we would get the straps in from my man's cases, his DJ cases. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So we go through the um, because this was Alan Heyman was the promoter of the show, so he had real harsh security. So every time we come in the venue, we got to go through uh, metal detectors and shit so when Jeff come with his cases that's where all the burners was in his cases the coffins and all that put in the coffins right mm -hmm, yeah mm -hmm. so Boston they wasn't having that they were searching cases but we knew that though they have it was the feds there gang task force this is when I was being investigated anyways so we knew it was so we couldn't bring shit in Boston we couldn't have a, a fingernail file you know we was deep but we, we, we couldn't nobody had no weapons up in there so we ended up, Jermaine was still on the Def Jam bus, and we ended up skipping Ohio, came straight to Boston. Something happened with Jermaine. I'm in the hotel in Boston, get a call. Yo, Jermaine, they kicked Jermaine off because they said he, he raped a girl. This is the first story. He said he raped a chick or raped DMX's cousin or some mm. some nutty-ass shit. We knew this wasn't even. So, boom, we, 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 we flew Jermaine in, all right? When Jermaine got there, he was like, yo, this would happen. And Jermaine has no reason to lie. Like, he's just a regular working nigga that does promotions. He said, when they was in Baltimore, Virginia, one of them, seeing this chick was, was like, yo, where the fuck is X at? Where the fuck is DMX? I got the hotel key. Where the fuck is this nigga? Jermaine takes the chick, smashes her on the, on the Def Jam tour bus. While Jermaine smashing the chick, one of the Def Jam niggas come on. It was like, yo, that's X's girl. They start fighting. Jermaine lumps him up. They kick Jermaine off. When we get there, we had done the first show. The second show, we go down. Usually on the whole tour, I'm about to tell you, we go by, I have an organized situation. After we rock, we go to the hotel. We don't sit around. We don't fuck around. Let's go. You know what I'm saying? Organization. Got a bunch of niggas you want to organize shit. You know what I'm saying? You, 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 know, you know what I mean? So we never, this, so this one time in Boston, we rock, we tore it up. So I said, look, we're going to sit and watch the Rough Riders. we watching the Rough Riders. Queen Pen comes upstairs crying like, yo, they want, they, they're like, where's Ray at? Where's Jermaine? Whose ex is like, yo, where these niggas at? They're showing them pictures. I'm like, huh? I'm like, really? 
so I take Jermaine, uh, we, we, we deep as fuck. But I tell niggas, we like 30 deep. I tell niggas, look, just chill. Because we sitting on the side of the stadium. I'm going to take Jermaine down with a couple of niggas and we're going you know, we gonna, we gonna to find out what's what. We walking downstairs, it's mad loud. Dumb loud. So I'm walking, I'm like, yo, y'all know where X is. Y'all know where X, I see Ice Pick J, God rest the dead. Um, see a couple of the dudes, y'all know where, where X is, no one know where, where X is. I'm in the hallway, here comes Styles. So Styles comes, he's with a bunch of niggas. They all come out. Because, you know, they have their own niggas, but they came out. So Styles, me and Jermaine together. Now, for some reason, all my niggas come busting out. When I told them to wait, but here they all come. So 20, 30 deep, 20, 30 deep. So Styles does go up, yo, me and Ray's cool. Because we was. We had did Tommy's theme together. They came to Boston. We was cool with them niggas. He made a point to say everything cool here is love, but it's still loud. Jermaine's looking like this. Styles like, why you looking at me like that? And he wasn't looking at him no way. He just had just a straight face. He just don't talk too much. And he just, mm. I just remember somebody threw a bottle out of my side, a water bottle. Then that's where all hell broke loose. So knives was out, niggas was punching, niggas. Probably last about five, six minutes, not long. A couple of niggas got stabbed. A couple of niggas, something happened to their eye. Police come with the mace. Niggas bounce out. Now, I think... Jada kissing them got locked up. Now, none of us got locked up. I don't think none of us got locked up. I don't remember. But I just remember that um, when we had squashed it later on, because nobody ever seen X that night, you know what I'm saying? You know, that night. But when we had squashed it later on in New York. I went out to dinner with D, Wild, Kiss, and I had a couple of my guys with me, and we ended up saying what happened, and we, and we squashed it, you know what I'm saying? But Kiss was saying, man, I don't know what you did, but the police was like, man, how come y'all didn't get, get Ray? How come y'all didn't get Ray? How come y'all didn't kill Ray? How come, man, how come y'all didn't? He was saying the police was telling them that. And they say it in their interview and shit. But that's, that's what happened. You know what I'm saying? It was over a fucking chick that Jermaine, that Jermaine smashed. And, and on the Rough Rider story, it ends up being me and DMX fought over a chick. So it wasn't that because Dragon got a two mic review. <laughs> Fuck no. Hell no. Hell, do you not guys, even close. Do you guys remember giving Dragon a two mic review? I didn't give the mics. I didn't give the mics. There was like, you no, know, I, I wasn't into that. I had my own group, plus I was doing my own shit. And again, the editorial, the source was split into two offices. The business over here, the editorial over here. It got to the point where I, I didn't even have to see them niggas. I come in Dave, sit on this thing, smoke, chill, maybe take a nap, and I'll be gone. But you can see why they, they might think that you you are behind that. Of course, everybody thought. Of course, people think. They perceive. Right. But that's, that's not what it was. They didn't know. That's a bunch of college kids back there mm. giving mics. So you're not a snitch, so you're not going to say who exactly gave mics. You're just gonna no, I mean, it was the staff. It's not even a snitching point. It was the staff. I wouldn't give a fuck. I get in there. I don't even remember half of the motherfuckers. I mean, they gave the mics. But people, a lot, I mean, people, people, one of the source biggest things was that five mic rating, which was, I mean, that was, you know, groundbreaking. Mm -hmm. And I get it, but I never agreed with it because I always believed that music was about individuality. Like, I can't, I, I can't be sitting in the room and, okay, everyone give their rating because... If Young Jeezy comes up there with music that you know nothing about, how the fuck can you rate it? It's true. 
You know what I'm saying? And, and hip-hop was so diverse and coming from so many different places at that time. How could y'all sit in there, being a lot of y'all from New York, and rate something that comes from over here? So who were these guys? Well, you say you don't know, you don't remember, but do you remember their, their backgrounds? Were, were they mixed? Was it white? Was Look, it black? There was a, of course, it was definitely white and black. It was a good diversity. And a lot of those guys, you know, like Matty C did um, Unsigned Hype, and he did a great job with that. Mm. Great job with because, you know, Biggie came from that, Bob Deep. A lot of motherfuckers came from that that went on Common, that went on and had amazing careers. Right. You know, um, there was a lot of great minds up there. Not everybody, I don't want people to think that I was like fucked up with everybody because it really wasn't. It was just a few, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, that, but after time went on, you know, my relationship with the staff had gotten better. But again, the business was over here. And, the, and them and the mics was over there. I wasn't rating nobody's mics. Mm. And I wasn't trying to be approached by nobody about no mics. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't, you know, you know, it was good that nobody approached me too much about mics because I would, it, it, you know what I'm saying? I I wouldn't have, you know what I mean? I right. just would be like, look, motherfucker, I ain't got nothing to do with that. I don't even give a fuck. What people don't realize, though, is that on the business side, here you are getting, and what they didn't realize is that Integrity is is a, is was a was a was a major word, but once money comes in play, integrity can't be in play, because what I found out is from the business side is you getting all these thousands of dollars from record companies, and now you have to now you can't be giving their fucking artists two two mics. How the fuck does that work? So now mm. you got to go over there and be like, hey y'all, you can't give them two mics because I'm getting all this advertising money from them. So where's the integrity at now? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Me, personally, I'm not giving nobody two mics. I wouldn't disrespect somebody like that. If I was a mic motherfucker, everybody would have probably got good shit because I was just that type of nigga. Like, I'm not, you know what I'm saying? Like, unless your shit's dumb whack, you know what I mean? But again, who the fuck are they to say what's whack and what's not? They don't rap. They never rapped. They don't understand a lot of the hood shit that's being talked about on there. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I never really agreed with it, but that's what carried the magazine. Then? I mean, the time where I inserted my power with the mics was with the Eminem situation. Yes, and you talked about that plenty of times. Yeah, I mean, because at that point, it's like, I'm going to pull my dick and put it on the table now. The one time where I am, excuse me, I am I am the source, I'm going to have to show you now. The one time where I'm going to be arrogant and going to be like, this is my shit, was that time. Because I felt like, I felt like at that time, like, you got to understand I'm from Boston. Mm -hmm. And the racism shit was, was heavy with me. When this kid came, I already knew what hip-hop, what the labels was trying to do. I already kind of, me and Steve Stout knew each other, and, and I knew what he was trying to do. Like, everybody had their mind on, we got to get the next white rapper because of money, 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 money. If we get the white rapper, we get all this money from all the white people. And I felt like, by doing that, you're going to take away from the black people. Because I felt like the one thing that hip-hop did was got white people to buy into black culture. Okay. And once and once you get the white rapper now, then they're not they're not gonna buy into black culture anymore, not to the extent that they did. Not only you're gonna fuck history up like how Elvis did, because hundreds of years from now they're gonna pull up who was the greatest Reds hip hop thing, and his his it's only his face is gonna pop up because he sold all the records. Everybody else is gonna not even gonna be remembered. 
Just but, like Elvis. But that wasn't the real reason you was mad. I of course it was. That was I, the only reason. I thought he denied... I, hold on, let me finish. I thought he denied be, getting interviewed. You probably was upset, and then he did a double XL interview. Be honest, man. Oh, my mother. I love Mary Scott. That had nothing to do with it. Did you try to interview I didn't give a... Did you try to interview I wasn't interviewing. Times? I didn't care. I, remember I told you, I'm not an interview nigga. Yeah, but you all, you all behind the scenes. So but did, I never was behind that scene. Did he ever come to you and say... Ne never. Never. Never about an interview. Never. So the source never wanted to interview Eminem. The biggest Who knows? guy at the time. Who knows? No, no. Back then he was just started out. Nobody never give it. Listen, listen. When the first thing I heard about this white rapper, I was just against white rappers. Okay, so you was against Vanilla Ice as well. P Vanilla Ice as well. Okay. All right. Period. I just wasn't with it. I just felt like, you know, like. It's not like I wasn't because third base I fucked with I fucked with the Beastie Boys. I just I just wasn't with the white rapper to go pop and then MTV gives them all this love and they ain't giving the same love to us. So why you become mm. mad at him and not and not, and not because the because the because 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 he was the white rapper. <laughs> he was the white rapper. But then you look. This okay. is hip hop. Flip. Look. I took a couple of shots at him on, on a song that was buried in, in like in a mixtape that his people must have gotten. And then he came back with a whole mixtape, with a whole mixtape going against me. So, so you know, this was hip hop at this point. Okay, I'm not trying to outrap this nigga, but my words in there hit him hard because he was mad. Oh, fake Al Pacino, you probably slew. Listen, I was I like that. You liked it too. You didn't like no, it. No, 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 no. You no, didn't no. like it. No, 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 no. Like no. This is what I'm saying. But, uh, My raps came from a real shit. I did sling crap. Yes. I was on some gangster shit. I was on some op shit. So all that shit, he's playing with words. But that was my life. Okay. That wasn't his life. Hip hop wasn't the the culture of hip hop was my life. It wasn't his life. You know, he's trying to like when, when you look at Eminem. He tries to be tough. He tries to be, you know, this tough white kid persona from Detroit, but he wasn't from Detroit and he wasn't tough and he wasn't from that. So why don't you be who you really are? You gonna come at me, I'm gonna expose you from who you really are because I'm a real street nigga and I'm gonna, I'm gonna expose that tough guy shit. You just wasn't like a rapper because, you know, you trying to be tough now and, and you trying to like question my street credibility in your raps you can't question my street credibility because i really was and is that street nigga you aren't from detroit you aren't tough you can rap but these things that you are portraying i'm exposing that and the fact that i know for a fact and i knew then that white america is going to get on his kid and they're going to push him up and he's going to be the fucking god of everything to where is that now you got 12, 13 year old rap kids who just love him because he's white. That's just, that's just what it is. You got to take accountability. Well, I, I am. You threw a shot at him first. You started. Mm -hmm. Yes. Right? You take accountability yes. number one. Number two, that beef with him could have potentially take down the sauce. People say, hold on, Ben. Hold okay, on. go ahead. I'm going to let you go off. Go you got to take accountability. You mm -hmm. started it. I did. You put out also the audio of him saying racial slurs. Uh, back in the day, you put that I, out. You revealed that. Oh, no, 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 no. The white guys, I bought the tape from his partners that he made the rap racist hour with. But do you, okay. But what? You put, no, no, but. He they said, brought that to me and sold it okay, to me. Okay, and you put it out, yes? Yes. You were on full attack, but something that Why you would started. Not? Something that you started, though. Okay, but wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay, so flip. If, if something that I started ended up exposing him 
talking about niggas, porch monkeys, and black bitches, uh, uh, this, that, and the third, that's a bad thing? He got exposed no, it's not to be- a bad thing. Yeah, because he got it fucking exposed. Here, here, here the great white rappers exposed for fucking calling us niggas, black bitches, and everything else. Like, that's not a bad thing. He got exposed. But it's the fact that he could rap his ass off and he was white and Dr. Dre produced him is what saved him. How many mm. mics did the Eminem show receive? And, and Probably gave him two mics. Because, two mi because I took... <laughs> Benzino, you see? Yeah, see I did that. I did yeah, that. You okay. were wrong. Um, it's a hot album. You were wrong. In retrospect, in retrospect, I'm saying... Was it a hot I, album? The first, first, was it I, I don't, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, Flip. Don't, oh, I'm not an Eminem fan. Bro, I'm not an Eminem fan. I'm not an Eminem fan. It doesn't matter. You're not a fan. It was an album. The album was hot. How many songs in that album was hot, bro? Let's be real. Like, listen, how many songs are you really replaying from that from that album right now, Flip? Come on, man. It's the fact that he was a white rapper and he could rap look. like that over Dre beats. But how many songs on that album really was banging in the hood? Like, come on, man. Like, if he was black, he'd be Without cannabis me? and nobody would even give a fuck about the album. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's just be 100. We was more amazed that a white boy could rap like that. And I get it. But I'm saying... Till I collapse without me? Well, Stan was good. Cleaning out my closet? Come on. What, what, what are we talking about? I mean, okay, okay, okay. You know what? On, this, what is this is good. This is good. Let's go through the track listen to that song. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, let's oh, that, go. that album. Let's go. Let's go. What no, tell me. No, I'm not, I, I want you... Because I don't know. I never listened to a whole... White America... All right, White America wasn't hot. We're not listening to that. What White else? America, okay. But we're not listening to Cleaning that. Out My Closet. That was a good song. Right, good okay. song, okay. Good song. Square Dance. Forget about it. Soldier. Forget about it. So I like Soldier. You like the Soldier? I like Soldier Okay, too. okay, I'm okay. Soldier, right? No. no, that's the other one. I'm oh, okay, wait a minute. Hold on, hold on. Hold, let's stop. Did you like Soldier? No, That's Next. the other Soldier. Pardon me, pardon uh -huh. me. That's G and the Soldier. Okay. Next. That's three. We're really not failing. Go ahead. Hold Keep on. Going. I like Superman. <laughs> You liked it, Superman. Yes, I like without me. I like till I collapse. Till I collapse, the the, the beat is five. Yeah, we, I'm actually flip. It's five. Okay, it's okay, a, go ahead, go, go ahead, go ahead. We had five. Go ahead, keep going. <laughs> that, that's that's no, keep I'm going. I like Haley's song. Boy, <laughs> what? What? You asked me. You I like have some questions too about this, man. I have some questions too. Wait, hold on, wait, wait. Is, is it about this? Come the on, the whole Eminem joint. Yeah, it's just you. He gotta take. I want you to get at him. Because you know what? No, 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 no. Jeez, let me ask you. Let me ask you, Jeez. I'm trying to get on G's side. No, no, I'm asking him because he's a DJ. You like you too much. No, no, I'm asking him because he's a DJ. Come back. Wait, wait, wait. He's slick. He like you. I'm asking him because he's a DJ. You're wrong. Accountability is the key. No, no, no. This is where I was wrong. This is where I was wrong. You become hypocritical. This is where I was wrong. You become hypocritical. If there was wrong in other people's eyes that I could say, okay, I can understand, is this. Is this. Is the fact that. Is the fact that. I should have kept the magazine separate out of that. Yes. Respect. I should have did that. I respect. I should have kept I should have kept the magazine out of it. Definitely. I should have. I should have understood that okay, these kids see him and let them see him any way they want to because I see him like that although I'm the, but look, mm -hmm. I felt like it just wasn't all rapping. I still felt like hip hop. I felt like the context of what I was doing it in still had valid points, meaning, again, we didn't need a great white hope in hip-hop to take away from what black people brought to the table. And that's what they used him for. MTV was letting him do shit that they would le never let niggas do. And I just felt like, man, that's not fair, bro. 
I okay. it, it comes back to Boston. It comes back to doing shit like shit don't be fair, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like because you white, why does it have to be like that? Right. It's not fair. Are you half white? I don't know. I'm Puerto Rican and Cape Verdean. That's another misconception. That's another misconception. I'm Puerto Rican and Cape Verdean. Cape Verdean islands off of the coast of Africa. I remember. I remember. Mm. I want to ask one quick. I'm gonna let my man G. Yeah. I, I, G got white white people love to say that, but you're half white. No, I'm not. <laughs> How did Dave feel? Dave was with me. Dave tried to interview him, man. Stop it, man. Stop it, man. <laughs> Dave was with me. Dave tried okay. to interview him. Dave understood. And Dave, he double XL. did you, you guys that, see man. our press conference after he? Okay, so let me ask y'all a question. A after the racist tapes came out here, none of y'all gave a fuck about that. Of course, I did. Yeah. Did you really? People talked about it. Yes. Did you really? Yes. To what extent? Don't question my moral compass. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. It's good. Don't question me. Don't question my morals. Don't question my morals. Why does he get a pass? For disrespecting for disrespecting black people, why? He doesn't get and, a pass. And, and black women, why? Oh, he got one. Oh, he got one. How did he get a pass? He apologized you, for it. Where, where, where did this man apologize? On Yellow Brick Road, you you really took Yellow. How come that mm. man wasn't man enough to, to 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 call a press conference and talk to Black America? He's never done that. Well, like like you took a a, a, a song. And first of all, let's say this: their excuse was, and let me tell you all this. Did you know that first he denied that it was him, then sued us in a federal court for copyright infringement because because we put because we was gonna put the tape out the whole rap race hour tape mm -hmm. and we could only put out thirty seconds. They ended up we we won a major case. They had to pay for our lawyers and everybody. A lot of people don't know that they lost. Jimmy Iovine and them lost that. Jimmy Iovine and them had three when when the white kids came. I was in Puerto Rico. And Dave called me. We got three white kids up here, and they got a cassette they've been trying to sell for the last year. I immediately flew up there. Oh, this is dope. We found out that the, the tape was made when, when M was 21, not 16. We went to the Maxell Corporation that made the cassette and had the serial number, found out when the tape was actually made. Wow. Like, we did our real Dateline investigation work. Found out he was from Missouri and not Detroit. I mean, his kids, his, his guys was giving him up. You know what I'm saying? They was mad because of the way they treated him, obviously. So Maddox and the other guy, one of them committed suicide. So, you know, um, you know, you know. at the end of the day, regardless of if he changed or whatever, this shit exists of him being, saying racist shit. Okay. So how he survived that, well, first of all, it wasn't no internet. I'm sure if there was internet, it would, have been, it would have been different. But how he survived that was the same thing. He apologized. Really? Where the fuck did he apologize at? Oh, he apologized on Yellow Brick Road. That's an apology? So you could disrespect black people and make a song about it, and that's your apology, and black people's like, okay, everything's cool. Would you have not forgiven him? Would you have forgave him if he apologized publicly the way you want? Everybody, not gonna, everybody, not gonna move the For, way you no, want. No, no, no. It, it has nothing to do. It has nothing to do with forgiving. That that's the manly thing to do. Okay. That's okay. the manly thing to do. That like 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 you are a major influence. You okay. apologizing. These other white kids are gonna look at it, but that's why he didn't. See, see, they 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 calculate. You gotta understand, hip hop hmm. is a major influence on these little kids. Back in the day, Lil Johnny and Susie, they got black people on their walls and, and that was a problem. That's a problem. Johnny and Susie can't have all these black kids on their walls when I, when I walk in their room. B Bill, something has to change. 
They couldn't have that. Hip-hop's huge. We got to find a white guy so Johnny and Susie can put him on their wall. It doesn't even matter what he's talking about no more. Don't even matter. You talk about raping people, killing your mother. He talks about the worst shit, the shit that our culture ain't into. But that's okay, too. We let that slide, too, because he's Eminem and he can rap. So if he See, came in we, get- we get so fucking brainwashed because a white guy could do something. This is us. This is years and years and years. Of, it's, it's true. Mm-hmm. It's true. We get so excited because a white guy could do something that black people do that they just take the rug straight from us. And then, we, I, then we're wondering why we're the, mm-hmm. we're the odd man out all the fucking time, bro. I don't think it's excited because he can do it. it what else is it? He's a nice rapper. That's it. He can rap. Well, why is he, he, can rap. Why is he the number Did one you, selling rapper? He can rap. Is is he the number one? I mean, should he be the number one selling rapper? Flip. He can rap. Should That's he be the number rapping. one selling? He rapper? can rap. Do you think he can rap? He can put words together. You said it yourself. <laughs> Masturbator and elevator. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. He, he's yeah. He plays but he's not. My, but that's not my type of rap. Understood. You when he did that record against you, that we, people liked it. It was hot. Of course, it's gonna be. Of course, because you don't think it was because hot? they because they looked at me as the bully. I didn't think so. Benzito, <laughs> I did it. You keep it a hundred. You didn't think that was hot? No. Nah. I would never click. I think I think I think Yo, man, Ether, you know, I, I bet you know the older words. I think Nailing Ether I think Ether go I think <laughs> Ether was I think Ether was one of the hottest disc records ever and it's nowhere near Ether. Ether mm. is amazing. But what I'm saying is that you as a hip hop you as a hip hop guy. I'm be honest, I, I wasn't deserve that, RSO deserve I to be the source. You trying to tell me that I the wordplay that he said in that song. I wasn't I wasn't impressed. Because he was dissing you, that's why. Fake Al Pacino, that 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 was that that that's like, like something Benzino fake Al Pacino. That was like it rhymes. that right, but that wasn't so impressive. But you act like uh, you you have not like what Nas did. That hey, was you impressive. Gotta, you're a good guy. You smart. <laughs> what? what? Nas, what? Nas was that you're a Nas shit was. Fan, you were you, Nas, you, you Nas fan. Am I being, you, am I being no, I'm a J is, fan too. Uh, I love Reasonable Doubt is top ten album of all time in no order. Like, believe me. You, you know what I'm saying? Guy, man. Come on, man. Be Illmatic, man. top 10 album, no order. Like, I love both of them niggas. Okay. But I'm just saying, Nas's ether of all the disses from, from everybody I agree. Mm-hmm. was that shit. Eminem shit don't stand up to that. That's the, again. Come on, man. Does it? You were, I, I'm I, asking I, you. I'm not, don't ask me questions like that. Uh, don't ask me a question. I mean, how else can we gauge it? <laughs> we can gauge it by you being honest and say, yo, Flip, you know what? Even though he dissed me, the record, I can I, see why people like the record. Nah. He played with nah, words. Nailing the coffin. He can't, played with nah, words. Can't. Mean Streets of Boston. Can't, you can't at all. See, again, you know, and, and again, 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 he made parody of all the shit that was like, we was the Mean Streets of Boston. I was selling drugs. I mm. was a gangster. I was doing all these things. So when you when you try to make parodies out of it, it don't connect because everything you're making parodies of, I was. So, so if that was like, if, if, when you diss somebody, it has to hold weight that whatever you dissing them for has to go against their record. Okay. Nothing that he said w- was true and went against my record. I was everything he tried to say I wasn't in that okay. rap, so it didn't hurt me. I thought I thought the double entendre was good when he said that it throw you over the balcony and you'll be all over the street. That was fire. But he would never do that. No, it's not about that. Yo, OG, yo, you bugging. That's fine. You'll be all over the streets like 50 Cent. That wasn't hot. That wasn't a, a play on words. You can't really say your flip. You know what flip? 
I get more. Yo, I, don't know I get more excited when somebody disses somebody. I get more excited when somebody disses somebody, and, and and I'm looking at them that they could do it to them niggas. Like I'm more okay. excited about mm-hmm. like I don't like I somebody just like putting words together, but 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 you ain't that. Mm-hmm. I don't get excited, bro. I don't. It don't. It just doesn't make me like like when I know that you're not capable of doing what you're saying. I'm not really looking at you like that, and that's how I looked at it. All right, so okay, so I'm okay. speaking about that right now. What if what if there's a rapper that was black that was t- talking about what he doesn't do it? You know, we know a lot of artists that don't live that life. How do you how do you gauge that now? That's what I'm saying. Like, give me somebody in particular because it's the same thing. Like, like I'm like, saying, I'm saying. All right, so back back in that time, right when he came out, let's say it wasn't Eminem, but it was a black rapper that you knew, and you, you know their story, and they like I would I would have took it much more, much more. Um, and I, and I knew he was about that street life. Oh, I'd have took it much more. No, personal. no, no. I say he's if, if, if there's a black artist that's rapping about stuff that, that they're not really living in that life. I look you, at you, them the same way, same way, same fucking way. First of all, Eminem worse, album received bro, bro, worse. Four mics. Let me just say that worse. it wasn't two, Ben. See, it received four. Not it, it got four. Yeah, I would have gave it two. Oh my god! Oh shit! Well, he did pretty good. Hey, yo, hold on, hold on! I ain't gonna lie. What the fuck yeah. is he complaining for? Then, if he got four you're mics, you're a hip hop guy. Mm. He's a hip hop guy. Mm-hmm. He mean to tell me that, regardless of this, like when you listen to Beans and Jada Kiss, they can say, "Yo, that was yeah, fire." Good battle. Good battle. Jada would say, "Yo, you mean to tell me that when we heard I, I, when I heard him, like, I don't think Beans or Jada Kisses this is stacked up to ether." Stop going there. Bro, about, I'm just giving we you. I'm just giving you. No, no, no. But I'm as but, a hip hop. But, but we talking about diss records, and that's why I'm saying when people say did nail in the coffin affect me, oh, I swear to God, it didn't affect me not once. I don't think I'm not saying it affect you. But no, I, no, I, but, I'm but, asking, but did you like but, any? Did you say yo? He, he, it was good wordplay. Nope. At all. At all. Came just, to be no Ray Benzino. Oh <laughs> no, I was that nigga. Facts. <laughs> That's Facts. Close, you know. Facts. No, 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 no. We, heard, we, we, we didn't take that from you. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. But that, that's why I probably didn't feel it because everything he said, again, it just wasn't sticking because he was like, it was like a, a it sounded like a mad kid who was mad, but everything oh, he I said. So you thought it was a mockery record? Yeah. Like, okay, yeah. so all right. So you're saying that yeah. I didn't take it. That's how, he, that's how he does his, a lot of his music, though. I'm Slim Shady. Da, yeah. da, 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 da. I don't listen to that yeah, shit. Do that, I didn't grow up on that shit. That just wasn't me. So, who the fuck listens to that shit? I'm a bro. You listen to Slim. I'm Slim Shady. Yesterday, you really banged that record. I did. Bro, some Eminem songs. My nigga, I just don't. My nigga, I just don't bang. No Eminem record. Stan, Closet, um. Lose yourself. Okay, I respect that. You know what I'm saying? He yeah. had a couple of joints where I could, but the majority of let's take the last two albums. Mm. That shit, that garbage. You you tell me was fucking from the greatest rap of all time. Them last two albums. Them I made a point to listen to them songs. Let me give y'all a good thing right here. Royce the five nine. That's Some, my man. That's my man. Oh, that's fine. That's me and Royce. Listen, listen, listen. Royce is M's man. But let me give you something right now about Royce. When Royce did Bad versus Evil with M, right? Right? Their first week was about 600,000 units sold. Did really well. Mm-hmm. Royce came out with an album six weeks later solo. His first week, 18,000 units. That means that 480,000 white people said, fuck you, Royce. 
We're only fucking with you when you fuck with him. I mean, g- give me, give me, a, give me another reason why he only did six weeks later after coming behind Bad Versus Meets Evil, whatever that was. Why did Royce's album d- d- didn't do anything? You don't think some we artists- know Royce got wordplay. Why didn't his album after coming right off at selling gold the first mm-hmm. week mm-hmm. do eighteen thousand units? Can somebody give me a reason? You don't think some artists have that just that just that weight? Like they they say after after Future and Drake album bro, uh, collab bro. album Future went downhill bro, after that. Bro, that's, what they, bro, that's what they said. Bro, bro, four hundred eighty thousand white people did not fuck with Royce. What's up with all this white people? Type what you talk, mean? Bro? We live. This is the world we live in. I didn't put it that way. I didn't make it that way. This is the motherfucking world we live in. Whoa, whoa, that's a down, fact. That, listen, look it, look it, look it, look it. Flip, look, flip, flip. This is the reason why I did what I did because I made it a point to show that white America was fucking with black people before the great white rapper came and they was fucking with our culture. Once he came, a lot of them white people don't have to fuck with us and they don't have to invest in us. Now, people who don't even listen to rap will just fuck with Eminem just because he's white. And that's okay. the problem. So so, so, what made you uh, 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 rock with Dave then? Because he, 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 he took the hip hop culture and Dave from, was a, from Dave, the, and he, Dave, he didn't come from it either though. Dave, you came, Dave, you came from it. Dave, Dave came from D.C. and grew up around blacks. And Dave never, never, ever, ever gave me the vibe that he that that he was against. Again, I pick up on that. Matter of fact, I'm a great gauge for me to fuck with Dave. Shows you that Dave was one of the, was was a was. Had to have something with him because I wasn't, I wasn't, I didn't have any like, I wasn't hanging with white people. Or you just, or you just a smart businessman and saw an opportunity. No, because no, because there was no money. The right. fuck, I was making more money. Like I had more money than Dave. <laughs> Dave didn't even have a fucking car. So how'd you gauge Eminem is, is like this, this guy? Huh? How'd you see Eminem could be that 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 racist type of guy that that you that you you know? It don't make sense where he derived from. Cause you didn't meet he him. He made yet. a whole tape called "The Rap Racist Hour." But you didn't know but, that. But, before that, before yeah, that, I that. told you. But I remember I told you I could tell somebody. I could tell. But you didn't meet him bro, yet, though, I'm right? From, I'm from Boston, Massachusetts, bro. I'm telling you, bro. Did you meet him yet? Though? I could. I, I. I. No, we never met ever. Okay, so you you heard the music. You I had. I had three meetings with Jimmy Iovine, and okay. this is what I told Jimmy. The first meeting, I brought my father. Because Jimmy, everybody talked about Jimmy and the mob. I was like, really? Well, let me bring my dad just in case so I can get, you know, you start trying to bring that mob shit up. Let me, let me bring Schnapps. 100%. Me, Dave, and Schnapps went to, uh, he was like, look, why do you gotta, I, I, I gave him my theory about white people and hip hop. He says, why do you gotta save the world? He said, I said, look, I won't put the racist tape out. He offered me a record company for me and the source. He offered me a deal in the Source Magazine of Dale and Scope, if, I, if we didn't put the tape out. And I said, well, I consider it if I could sit in a room with M. I said, because it'll be big for hip hop. I said, these white kids will see. I said, he has an influence on white people. Maybe he, he, he doesn't even understand. I said, but because of that, if there's a dialogue with me and him, then I think that'll be great for hip hop. He's like, Marsha will never sit in a room with you. Marshall, I said, well, I'm going to put the fucking thing. I said, I don't need your record deal. He called me for another meeting. Three meetings, he tried to sell me this deal thing. And then I said, no no bet. And that's when, we, you know, then they sued us to try to prolong it. And then I put it out. Because, again, my theory was a 
again, I come from Boston, and I just felt like what MTV and everybody's doing is taking this kid and they're putting him up on a pedestal. It's the same thing what they did with Elvis. Everything they do, they come, they rob us of our shit, and then they don't give us the same type of treatment like they do. And I just felt like hip-hop was the last thing. Hip-hop could, you know, the guy that come out of jail can get a job from hip-hop mm. and get a check. You know what I'm saying? Hip-hop is ours, and we need to fucking preserve it. Once once he came, that was it. And that's all I was fighting against. It was bigger than just rap with me. So it wasn't because he didn't do an interview? I had, honestly say that. I'm going to be honest. I don't even remember that shit. I'm, I'm going to keep it 100. Let's go back to Royce. You know, Royce believes in, in, in fights for right. our people. Do you right. have respect for Royce and what he does? He, you know, uh, well, he's when a, you say fights, what? Give me an example because I don't know. I didn't know of any. What? what do you mean you don't know? I don't know of any. Give, promote, me, give me an example. You tell first me. Of all, first and foremost, slow down, OG. What? Uh-huh. I got a lot of love for you, but uh-huh. you're going some bullshit. Uh-huh. You know you pay attention to everybody. No, tell me. I don't know what he fights for our people. I mean, you got to tell me. What I don't do you know. mean? I mean, he's out there uh, promoting the black struggle, promoting... Uh, when, when was this? You don't see his You don't see his Instagram? No. He's always talking about uplifting black how, women. How long, okay, so for, oh, for how no, long has he been doing this? Allow me to answer. Okay. Allow me to answer. Okay. He's uplifting all black people, black women, black men. He, he He's against... Uh, injustice against black people. He, okay. he he's on the front lines. Royce okay. Five. How long has he been doing this on the front I, lines? I, I don't know. Don't ask those type of questions. That's that's schematical. I don't understand. I mean, but that, now that, I'm telling you that imp- Royce Five Nine is doing it, and you are for the people. So when you acknowledge and say, "Yo, you know what? That's a good thing he's doing." If so he, of course. Now that you're telling me, of course, I didn't know. Of course. Oh, yeah. because you were still stuck on the hip hop weekly thing. Not at all. all that, right? Not at all. Not at all. It's just right? that. It's just that it, there isn't nothing that he's done. That that has probably taken that bigger on to where is that I don't know he might be doing shit on his Instagram I don't follow his Instagram but I didn't know he was a champion for black people I didn't I didn't know that and you and I'm asking you how long and you saying well I don't know either you know what I'm no, saying since I've been following him I've been following what a couple him. of years what yeah it doesn't matter okay well yeah it does matter because but even about the sort of couple of years does, who, who it says does, he wasn't you know why it does matter because I've been championing black people for a long time no I've heard that but who said but now somebody a fellow person who you had an issue with. I never had an issue with Royce. I mean, whatever, Hip Hop Weekly, you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. The I never had an house. issue. Oh, my. I never had an issue. It, the, the issue was because of the Eminem thing, obviously, but I never had an issue personally with him. What about the Slaughterhouse situation? The, the Slaughterhouse came from the Eminem thing, and the Eminem's group. Well, what, I, what I'm saying is that you as a person have been fighting for people. Look, look, how, the, look how it's contradictory or whatever. How? How? You as a person who's been fighting for black people who attacked a white man in the early 2000s yes. and before that you've been yes. doing that. Yes, sir. I just told you that Royster Five, not a guy who this to Salute to Royston if he's doing that because I didn't know. So is it really? <laughs> I didn't know. Salute to Royce. Right, okay. Salute to Royce. If he's champion, I ch- listen. Anybody champion the fight, salute to them. All right. I mean, I'm sure Royce can see where obsessed racist Eminem fans. You know, I'm sure he could. I'm sure he could pick those out because there are some out there. I mean, we can agree that uh, uh, the majority of his fans don't fuck with niggas. We can agree with that. You know, it's a very small pocket of white fans that probably do fuck with black culture. But the majority of Eminem fans right now, as it stands, are probably the same motherfuckers who vote for Trump. Simple as that. Oh, and they only fuck with him because he's white. Bro, like, how could you? Who else is fucking with this nigga? Like, nobody in no hood of America is banging Eminem, bro. No, in no hoods that I go around, bro, is banging Eminem, who bro. Who the same way? What's the guy that felt the same way? I mean, who do we have up here that felt the same way? Um, wait, hold on. Don't say nothing. About what? About, about, about Eminem. We I had the same conversation. 
Uh, it, uh, he, he used to be on Vlad. Uh, come Lord, on. Jamar, Lord Jamar. Lord Jamar. Lord Jamar. For Lord the Jamar just apologized for Emmett. Just uh, listen, man. Lord but Jamar. You were, you were nice. You were nice on 105 when you did the interview. Listen, listen. I can't find listen, it now. But I'm gonna be it. honest. I'm gonna be honest. Like, like Dave, Dave told me, look, we gotta get back in good graces. So I went up there and and, and, and did my tap. I was I was disappointed in myself because yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm, 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 I'm gonna say it right now, flip the script. <laughs> I did not mean that apology that. at all. Oh my and God. I did that just because we was trying to patch shit up with MTV and BET, <laughs> but it was fuck him then and fuck him now. And, no, and, and that, you know no, what I'm saying? Oh, come on. How did what the what, what are you teaching the youth? What are you teaching the youth to go up there and, and tap dance because a white man, which is your man, told I'm trying you to, tap to clean dance? that up now. Huh? I, I I definitely went up there to try to try to uh, because we were so blacklisted. I went up there and tried to patch things up because it was like, yeah, all right, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Hey, this is what I said. I said, look, I apologize to anybody out there if they felt that I was being racist. That's what I said. I said Eminem is white and he has white fans and he should be able to rap because hip-hop is about all diversity and I mean that in a sense. But my personal feeling about the guy ever since the rap racist hour and ever since him always screaming and trying to be tough and all that, I'm not for that. I'm not for it. He's still the mad ain't even... What's, what's the other guy's name? I liked him and, and his song he did, the other white rapper. Machine Gun Kelly? Machine Gun Kelly brought up a good point. Like, bro, you are, what are you screaming for? And you still mad? What are you mad about? <laughs> like, what are you like? Shut the fuck up. I'm not going to lie. That's not nice. What? You know, you know what, though? You know Yo. what? I'm disappointed in you today. Why? <laughs> Earlier today, I was jacking, but I'm disappointed. You Why? just did the most contradicted thing in the world. What? You, were, you, 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 you don't take accountability. What are you teaching the youth? You, mm. by attacking that guy, you blacklisted. You did it. You. Nobody else. Yes, he had a racist CD. You put a, a tape. You did. You right. We caught him. And forget about and it, right? He gets a pass for that, right? But, but the thing is that, yo, you but, know what? But, I'm right? a, no, it's the only reason I'm talking about but for you. Yo, I started. There was no reason to go in him. You were shouting. This is hip hop. Everybody goes at everybody. Nobody gets mad when Nas and Jay. Nobody gets mad when Dre and Cube. Nobody gets mad when niggas go at each other. But as soon as you attack the white boy, oh boy. Oh God. And let me tell you something. When I was, when I was doing this shit, Back then, because I see Dame Dash talking about yeah. culture vultures, and I see Lord Jamal and a few other people. But back then, wasn't nobody saying shit. Mm. When, I, when, when I went at him, didn't nobody say nothing about Rosenberg and Eminem culture vultures. I was, uh, I was on an island. Everybody was like, I don't even, because motherfuckers wanted to get close to him. He was under Jimmy Iovine. Jimmy Iovine controlled 60% of rap at that time. He signed 50, 50's blowing up. We can't go against him. See, at that time, I owned the source, so I didn't have to answer to nobody. It was fuck everybody. I'm going to say what the fuck I want to say. But then you got you, they showed you that you wasn't more powerful than I that. wasn't trying to be powerful than anybody. I had, a, I had a platform, and I had my opinion, and I stated my opinion, and I stated my theory, and, I, and, and, I still st and what I said actually took place. What I said back then actually took place. Do you, you know what I'm saying? White America controls hip-hop now. Where okay. is that? At one point, we did. Okay, but let me say something. First of all, Meek Mill and Academics did something on Clubhouse and they were calling it, you know, Meek was saying to Academics, you know, that by him saying certain things, it, him having a voice, it could sort of play around with people's career and stuff, you know, something like that to that effect in, in lamest terms. And back in the days, you were one of the first people, to do, but you were one of the people that were championing that, like, 
that what if your words or what you said could have destroyed this man's career? Who? Eminem. What if what you said, what if you, was that your intention? His, that rate, that rap racist tape should have destroyed his career. So but why would you want to destroy his career? I'm just, I'm just curious. Be, why wouldn't I? Why, why wouldn't I want to get rid of a a, a, a racist white rapper who's, who's or, or, or have, or be a, listen, Farrakhan wrote a whole, like, thanked me. Wrote a whole thing in the final call about me, like Farrah. Like I got, you know, That's like like there was a there was a lot of, you know, what I'm saying, and I, to to this day, a lot of you know black revolutionists come to me thanking me and like yo 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 you stood your ground and understood where I was coming from because it was it it, it was valid, it was valid. My points were valid. I just wasn't mad at him because, you know what I'm saying? I just was mad of how people give him passes and give him extra stuff and give him, like, there's no need for it. Hip-hop is our shit. You know, yeah, he can rap, but so fucking else. There's a whole bunch of motherfuckers can rap. MTV, give them. How many people at the MTV Awards would? Remember that year he walked in with 100 other white kids with blonde hair into the MTV Awards mm -hmm. off of the streets of Manhattan? Mm -hmm. How, you think they would ever let niggas do that? Fuck no. And then one year, they got some motherfucker with his balls out, putting them in, in his face like, bro, there's no, like, honestly. Uh, and then he went at Michael Jackson. And then see, Michael, I got, I got a call from Michael Jackson. I talked to Mike for like 45 minutes. Mike thanked me. Thanked me. Wow. Started bring, yeah, Mike thanked me. And um, you know what I'm saying? Like, we're, we're allowing him to go at our, you know, Mike Jackson. I don't give a fuck how Mike looks or what Mike. That's our fucking. That's our people, bro. Like we we allowing this dude to do all kind of shit just because he's white and he can rap. And I just wasn't with it. I still ain't with it. So, I mean that that's what that was my position and it's my position now. I mean I don't know him personally, you know what I'm saying. But you know, um, I didn't take what he said or anything as as any as you know like it hurt me or whatever because that because i'm still me i'm still a guy from the streets and i can go back to the streets he knows nothing about that you know what i'm saying he doesn't know nothing about i mean he probably he, he i don't even think he could be in a room with certain with with the with black people that he don't know he because apologized of, though there you go again with the it, tape was something i made out of anger stupidity and frustration when i was a teenager I just broke up he with my girlfriend, though. who was African-American, uh, and I reacted That's... like an angry, stupid kid I was. I hope people would take it for the foolishness that it is and not for what somebody is trying to make it into today. He apologized. Bro, you stated bro, he didn't apologize, bro, but he did. Bro, Got you. Bro, that's bullshit. He's here. It was a written motherfucking thing that, that maybe his publicist fucking writ for him and give out. He didn't say that with his own word. Man, I'm not accepting that shit. And at the end of the day, and, 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 he lied. They said he was 16. I just told you. We went and did the fucking work. The Maxell tape they made it on was he was would have said that he was 21 years fucking old. He wasn't 16. And I doubt he had a 16-year-old black girlfriend in, in, in Missouri but, but, but with, with a fucking trailer park. He was a goofball nigga picking his nose. He probably didn't even have a girlfriend. You don't know that. Bro, you bro, if that, you believe stop. that shit, bro, come on, bro. I don't believe that shit. Why you getting and that I know, OG, why you getting that No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. We just sit here and have a conversation. I'm glad we're bringing this up because, because a lot of people feel that way. Hey, he apologized. That's not an apology. For something that serious, you're supposed to fucking have a camera in front of your face apologizing. 
Anybody could have wrote that, passed that off, and now he's apologized. That was, see, the, everything that got done was designed to make people think that. He apologized. He had a black girlfriend. So because you had a black girlfriend and whatever she did to you, you go on and say all black bitches are bitches and white women are better? Get the fuck out of here. Mm. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. Okay. You got to come better than that, bro. All right, let's move on. Where, if I disrespected a white girl, I'm sure all white people, I'm going to be held to a, a higher standard or whatever. Come on, bro. Your history. Look at your history. Look at your history. Look at your history. I never disrespected a white woman. You never dis you disrespected a white man when you stole their shirts and stuff and made them walk out. It, 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 it was actually a black man I took the shirt from. It wasn't even white. But they were black white guys. You know what I'm saying? Black guys who wanted to be white. I know you like him. You can't get. He got it. He, he, he hating on Nana Lacoffin. He know it was hot. I swear. I swear, bro. If he came out with an ether, then I would have, again, if he, see, my record was so spotless as a street nigga. There was nothing you really could poke holes into. So that's why when he's trying to, like, poke holes into my gangsterism, it just didn't work because it was right. like, eh. Whatever. Whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, say something where I could be like, ooh. Now, maybe guys who sit at home who ain't in the streets are going to go, ooh. But that's what I've le learned, what I have learned in life is that not everybody's in the streets. And you got a True. bunch of motherfuckers who, who go nowhere near the streets, and this is how they live their lives out. And now, since the internet, the internet is their best friend. Because you could have a whole bunch of motherfuckers live their whole fantasies out mm -hmm. right there. You don't even have to put the work in that I did in those motherfucking streets. Absolutely. God bless every street nigga out there who put the work in. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Word but do up. you stand? But do you, you stand on your square, man? But you, you caused you caused the fall of your. You and not, not necessarily wasn't a fall. Every man, you you look look look. But I we all have we all have things that you got to stand by as a man. I and money it. and money can't be the reason of, of everything. Money can't guide your. Your your what you believe, your morals and your values. Money cannot guide that. I could have shut the fuck up and fucking made and had everything, but there was something in me that had to speak up against this, and I spoke up against. But years it. ago, you said you you. you I could have had a record deal from Jimmy Iovine, two of them, and not put the tape out, and walked away and had more money. I walked away from that shit because I felt like what I was saying was right. Mm. I called Russell Simmons a coon on Miss on Miss Jones show. Because Russell was taking his shit, and Russell was my hero. Me, me, and the whole Hot ninety seven went against each other because they was riding them. So you know, I, I sacrificed a lot because of my, of what I believed in, and what I believed in is growing up in Boston and seeing the 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 imbalance of white and black. And 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 that shit that, that you, shit you, stuck to me. For, for one minute you, one minute you on Vlad. You want to apologize over past? Fuck beef. Vlad. Yeah, fuck Vlad. Because Vlad, Vlad made a thing. He don't want me on the show no more. But I see when Vlad went against Farrakhan. Like Vlad, you 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 getting a little bit out of order now. You getting a little bit out when you're going against the minister. You getting a little bit out of order. When these white guys come in, they got to understand that there's certain things about our culture they know nothing about, and they should just shut the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? Vlad has a platform. Now it's it's looked upon as Vlad. All these questions that Vlad asks end up getting niggas indicted. And yeah, niggas shouldn't, but like, you know, Vlad baits them into it. Vlad's never there at the motherfucking interview. Vlad actually told on Rick Ross. 
You know what I'm saying? For 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 talking shit about Ross, Ross and him seen him, whooped on him, and then Vlad towed on him, and then civil lawsuit ended up getting paid. And now he's always, you know, I remember Vlad telling me, you know, I live in Calabasas now, I ride a Ferrari. You know, these are things, you know what I'm saying? I got no respect for Vlad now. So why he don't want you on the show no more? Because of, of, of you know, the whole Eminem situation, and, and, and you know, he don't want to speak out against his whiteness now. Him and Adam, 22, and these guys, man, fuck these dudes, No, bro. no, 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 wait, wait, hold on. Why does he want you on the show? That's what I'm saying. I just told you why, because of the Eminem situation. Did he say that to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was a situation where that that he, that I wanted to say something on the show, he wasn't letting me, and I just started, you know, looking at how he moves, and I just was like, you know what I'm saying? Okay, well, you can go against black people, but you don't want nobody to say nothing against Eminem on your show. Like, fuck Vlad. And then, and then he went against Farrakhan, and then the situation now with Casanova, like Vlad ain't it, and the fact that he that 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 he snitched on Rick Ross and he got a pass. So Vlad's not it. What happened with Casanova? I mean, they ended up using some of Vlad's interview, you know, what I'm saying as as part of the evidence against him. I heard that. Yeah. You know, when you look at Vlad's interviews, Vlad has some real personal street shit. Like, and to be honest, yeah, motherfuckers shouldn't be answering it. Mm-hmm. But niggas get up there and get caught up in the moment and start talking, not knowing that, that, that they can use that against you later on in some shit. You got to be careful on what you talk about. But he baits. The questions he asks is like, nigga. And he's never there. Like, we sitting here talking to each other. He's never there. He's the voice. The fucking Wizard of Oz or something. Fuck is this guy? But you apologized six years ago on there, and then you don't want to apologize. No, what? Apologize? No, you just about bipolar shit. What you talking about? No, 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 no. Cancers are bipolar a little bit. You know what I'm saying? They, they say that. You know, I, I probably do got a little bipolar in mm-hmm. me, but you know, because I'm a passionate person. But you know, at the end of the day, you know, this hip hop thing, I love it, and, and 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 it should be for all races. Respect. It should be for all races, man. But just because you're white. Shouldn't put you on a pedestal. What happened? You know what we noticed the history. What happened with you and the cop? Which the, cop? The Chinese cop, the Asian cop, Vietnamese the cop. The motherfucker profiled me. I'm the only motherfucker over there. A bunch of other white people in the neighborhood, and he's coming over here running my fucking plates. Why are you running my plates? Because I'm black. Because I got a hoodie on, and because I fit the profile to run my plate. So because you're profiling me, I'm gonna give you profiling. I'm gonna give you that back. Do you think that was nice, man? Do, do I think it was nice? Yeah. I don't think it was nice. Did you apologize? I did apologize to him back when, when he when I when I ended up. It's so crazy about me, but you when I ended up getting back to the station because I did say some foul shit, some personal shit. That part I apologized for. Once I was in the cell, I did. But you know what I'm saying? I really didn't even have to because to be honest with you, it's like he profiled me. I got a case over some shit that he profiled me over. You know what I'm saying? Because I was if I was white. I mean, if I was white, he wouldn't have rent my plates. You know what I'm saying? I mean, come on, man. So you got a case from it now? Yeah, no, that's over. I'm off. I'm off probation. I'm off papers in January. What was the case? I mean, mean, what did it? I was on probation because police had raided my crib, found some weed, drugs, some drugs. Yeah. So, but so what about the apartment situation? Which one? Are you paying rent now? Yeah, I've been paying rent. I've been. I've, but the argument is he wasn't paying rent. That that was a lie. 
Oh, that was a lie. That was a look. That was a lie. There was look at look at look at at this particular spot. The white lady. I'm saying if if you don't pay rent, you get kicked out. Of course. Flip. All right. I've never been evicted nowhere anywhere in my lifetime. But what was they saying? What was that from? They was mad because because it was one month. I guess when I came there with a certain amount, they wasn't taking all the amount of money. The lady wanted me to leave. My lease was up. She wanted me to go. This was at the time of the COVID. So I wasn't going at COVID. I'm going to wait till the COVID's over before I leave because that's the law. I have my right. You can evict me. Mm -hmm. So when I went with her the money, she said, well, I'm not going to take your money. Okay. Well, then fuck it. Then I won't pay. Because she's like, really, I want you out of here. But you can't evict me because of COVID. She tried to. But it never was because of money. When, when the first time I went to court, I gave the court, I just gave them $5,000 for them. They're like, oh, you didn't take the money? Oh, don't worry, Mr. Scott, we'll take it and we'll make them come get it. They was in the wrong. The video was just to try to, again, throw it off. How do they go from a video of me, and this is what they made. They made a video of me in the office with the lady, then back to me with the Chinese guy. Hair different and everything. Man, that that's I don't pay attention to that bullshit. But, but, but you, I'm but, still in the apartment, still chilling, and and not got evicted. How did you work it out? There was nothing to get worked out. Like they tried to take me to court, and, and I said, Your Honor, I tried to pay him. The the judge seen that. They said, oh, Why why don't you take his money? They didn't have a, 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 a explanation, and there it is. And they tried to charge me with late fees and everything outside of court. When I went in court, they didn't charge me the late fees no more because in COVID. You can't charge late fees. Mm -hmm. Again, like this was a white woman being racist, trying to get me out of there. She could have kicked me out in COVID, and that's where it was. That was that was all propaganda bullshit. But you didn't pay though. I went to pay. She didn't take my money because she wanted me to kick me out. She didn't accept the money. What, what do you think this issue with you and her derived from? Why she? Because like I'm you? black. Because I got tattoos on my face. Because I got a hoodie. Then she, the then she rent you the apartment. Then she rent you the apartment in the first place. Or no, no, uh, 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 she wasn't. She had. See, they have to rent it to me. You know, they like they can't not turn me down because then they could get sued. But once I'm in there, she's trying to get me out. You know what I'm saying? She has no reason. I'm not loud. I don't play music. I don't. It wasn't no weed coming. There was no real reason. It's just that you know, you know, flip. What I've understand. What I've went through a lot of my life. When I was a millionaire. I'd be going through airports and VIPs in Beverly Hills with my hair half done, looking like old dirty bastard. And I just want, I don't give a fuck how I look. You're gonna respect me. Because they, you know, there was times where I've went, I've been in the best shits, multimillionaire, and I'm going through the best thing and I'm being profiled. And I just didn't like that. That's I've 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 went through a lot of fucked up shit with that. Because I've been in certain places because I've had money. And it was like, yeah, you ain't supposed to be here or you ain't supposed to. And I picked that shit up quick. And I'm on your ass when I picked that up. And that's what happened with her. Once she started treating me like that, I'm on her ass, whoever it is. You're not going to treat me different. You know, and I just that's just what happens. You were going crazy in the cop car. You know that. I'm watching. Yeah, because I was mad as fuck. Like Person, fuck. Personal, because personal look, at, I, had a, I had a show in South Carolina. And my son was upstairs. I'm with my other son. And you fucking profiling me, running my fucking tag on a Saturday afternoon, 11 o'clock, in really a white neighborhood. Like, that shit was fucked up to me, bro. Like, I've been through that shit before, man. Fuck him. And it's still fuck him. 
You know what I'm saying? I don't give a shit. Like, I'm not fucking racist against China. I have no reason against be racist. I have no reason to be racist against anybody. Everybody always want to put a racist card. No, I gave that cocksucker what he gave me. Simple. Mm. And it wasn't nothing. How many children do you have? Four. Before I get to your children, you got shot by your nephew. Right. Yeah. It was a situation where... Um, this was my nephew that was my first nephew. He came up under me. I took care of him. He wanted he wanted to be a DJ like me. I mean, I took care of him. Right. And um, some situation that happened with the houses that, my, that I had bought my mother where him and his mother had took out lines of credit that I never knew about. My mom is older. She's getting dementia. So I'm wondering what's, what's all this going on and loans are on the house and all this shit. Because you know when I had the source, I'm sending them thousands of twenty thousand, fifty thousand dollar checks for him and his mother. And once I heard that, it was some things happening, and um, got to Boston, and shit, he shot me. You know, he never had a police record in his life. You know what I'm saying? Um, police. He told police. He's the one that called police once he shot him. I got shot broad daylight on the highway. He told police, called them and said, yeah, I just shot a man, but he, they said he told them I had the gun. Banking mm -hmm. on my reputation and he never ever had a yeah, record. Car, he had a license it? for a gun. No, I was in my car and he was in his car. You going to your mom's funeral, they said. Mm -hmm. Going on the highway. You know, the police asked me who shot me, I said, I don't know. Grand jury asked me, I said, I don't know. You know, I ain't no rat, and I ain't he, no snitch. And he admitted he shot you. He called the police. He had licenses for the gun and said he shot. I was leaking with three bullet holes in me and the police, when they finally caught up to me, they put me on a thing, get on the ground and strip me butt naked, balls, dick out, everything, excuse me. And because they thought I had a gun. They finally thought that they had me and I didn't have a gun. That's what he said. Do you forgive him? Um, No, no. no. You don't forgive him? No. You don't consider him family anymore, neither. No, no, and I don't forgive him because, again, this all derived from some shit that happened with my mother. You know what I'm saying? When really, if you needed any money, you could have just came to me. You know, it was you know he he know what it was about. You know, what is I'm saying? he home? I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, he he did because I didn't snitch. He did 18 months, but at the end of the day, he still shot on a a highway. I still got shot, and there was still other witnesses. I don't know who who other witnesses was, but he did about 18 months. Did he try to reach out to you? Did he try to talk to you at all? No. Uh -uh. No, but again, this was my heart. Guy was my heart. This is my first nephew in my life. And, you know. You don't he, talk to his mother neither? No. No. Ever. Why would you be mad at his mother if he did it? She was down with the situation on the loans for the house on, on, on my mother. Got it. Wow. Sorry, sorry that you got shot. Oh man, listen, man, it's ain't that I, I got shot before that. I mean, how many niggas get shot, man? It's all part of the it's all part of the uh, plan. You know what I'm saying? It's all part of them thousands. Every, everybody gets shot, so it's unfortunate. Niggas, uh, you know what I'm saying? So you got shot before that? Why? I, I was in gangs. I've shot. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've yeah. shot a bunch of niggas too. All right, all right let's, 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 let's move on. I, I don't, you know what I'm saying? I, mean, I don't want niggas. To be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm just I saying. Don't, like, I, I mean, this is what go, this, oh, this would go on. This would go on. You know what I'm saying? This would go on the hood. You know what I mean? Niggas get shot. It's unfortunate. You get shot. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm. Listen, 
to survive what I survived, but I mean, I can name out of Boston at least 70 to 80 niggas who were murdered that I knew very close. To survive uh, me getting out of Boston, mm. I'm, you know what I mean? I'm blessed. You know what I'm saying? That was an unfortunate situation. It's crazy because I was filming Love and Hip Hop when that shit happened. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, the whole world got to see it. Mm. You know, but I mean, that was reality TV. Like, I remember Mona Scott saying the, rega- the reality gods have spoken. In other words, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, me getting shot was just, you know, good for ratings. And Did shit. you get paid from Love and Hip Hop at all? Did I get paid? Yeah, of course I got a check. Yeah. Shit. Shout out to Mona Scott. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Shit, loving hip hop was a hell of an experience, you know. She, How that whole show come 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 to your um, presence? Me and Sleaze, you know, we already had a dope relationship. Me and Stevie was he was like the misfit of Bad Boy. I was the misfit of the Source. We both was wild niggas. Spent millions of dollars, blowing money fast. Right, right. We just clicked, and um, what made you agree to do the, the show though? Because most you know because of him. So he he got you to do the show. I came up to Atlanta, chill out with him. Ended up staying up there. He was with Mimi. He got on the show, brought me on the show. Me and him was really like, because Love and Hip Hop was really for females. Me and Stevie was like really the first duo to really click where people got into us on a show like that. You know, it wasn't really no nigga. All, Rich Dolls and everybody else came after. Jim you know Jones. Jim me Jones. And, well, I mean, but Jim Jones was just Jim. It's not like he was clicked with Cameron oh, on the it, show. You, it, you feel it, me? It, okay. it was the first time me and you know the two niggas that they followed two niggas lifestyle. It was always the nigga with the chick. It was always with the dude with the chick, the man with the woman. But me and Sleeve's friendship ended up being, you know, part of the show in a major way. So, you know, we was the first to do that. And then if you notice, then every then that's when. Dude started clicking up on all these different shows and shit, but me and Sleeves was the first. Your daughter, she does music, yes? Coy, yeah. My son, too. Ray Ray was signed when he was nine years old with Big Pun's son, God Rest the Dead, mm-hmm. Big Pun's son in a group called Three Down, another singer from Massachusetts called James, and they got Jimmy Hyveen signed them. Oh, wow. $700,000 deal, and then when the Eminem beef happened, we, you know, they, he dropped him. Your daughter, uh, Coy, Coy Lorette. Coy, I, I see. I know her name. Let me, let me get to it. <laughs> she doesn't use the fact that you're a father. She doesn't say that. Really I mean, really. I mean, I mean. People I, know it. Did, you, did that make you feel any way? No, no. Look, look. Coy, like, okay, so. Shout out to Coy. Coy shout, of course. Shout out to all my kids. Coy, Taj, Ray, Ray, um, Zeno. Um, they all grew up in a hip hop world. All right. I got three kids, three baby mothers. I got four kids, three baby mothers. They all grew up in hip hop. That was my life. So, of course, the, their influence is no matter what. The reason why they're in hip hop is because of me. So I know that. Respect. With Koi, see, Ray Ray was always the one that was rapping. But with Koi, see, Koi not necessarily wasn't rapping until really only a couple of years ago. And when she started doing it, it was like, hey, Dad, I want to rap. But in my, you know, I want you to finish high school. I want you to go to college. I want you to, you know, I'm not thinking, you know, rather than her raps are real raunchy and everything. And that's, you know, I'm her dad at the end of the day. And I'm not one of these dads that's like, I'm cool with you, but I'm not like, I'm still your dad. There's still, um, there still has to be a a space. It can't be, you know, me and you homeboys and homegirl. There's still got to be some type mm-hmm. of, you know what I'm saying? Some type of uh, adult there. And I have to be the adult. So... 
you know, our relationship, me, you know, me and Coy, though me and her mother broke up when she was about nine years old, I still flew. She was with me every summer, every Christmas, every Thanksgiving, every spring break, always with me and even lived with me a couple of times. You know what I'm saying? She's very ambitious. Her engine's like mine. You know, very, you know, amped up. Once she started rapping in Jersey, that was it. You know, she. I sent her a, I'll never forget, a 35 millimeter camera. She grabbed her girl and that was it. And she started it and she did it on her own. And, you know, I, I respect that. I mean, not only do I respect it because some of these, I mean, her drive was so crazy, she didn't care. She would, because she, she, she dances, she does more than rap. She gives you a show, but she'll do it in front of five people. Whereas that my son is too cool to do anything like that. And he's more laid back. But she went out and grabbed it. And a lot of these artists out there, yo, man, what do I got to do? And I point to her. I'm like, look, you know, she, she, she put that work in. And one thing led to another. And even though they say, well, she say, well, you know, you say her father, but people knew her, who her father was. You know what I'm saying? The people around you know, her handling her, they all knew who Benzino was. There's a question mm -hmm. that somebody, you know, when I, when I wrote, you know, they said, ask him that. You know, I, I'm on page. Shout out to Koi, man. She's doing yeah, I mean, she's doing, she got signed to Universal Republic, and she's Shout doing Koi, Koi. amazing. And one time, I remember, this was crazy. So Drake had got in her DMs or whatever, and I think he was trying to fly her to one of the shows. And I was like, look. And then she got kind of upset. Look, I'm not no hoe, and don't think of me like that. I don't give, don't, don't you, know, and, and, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and I remember that, and I, and I was kind of proud to hear her say that. But I remember I was like, well, you know what I'm saying? And no, I'm not going to tell you if he hits me again. But she ended up did, and she sent me the conversation. And it was like, Benzino's my dad. And he was like, wow, you know, he's a legend. I seen the text. And then he sent he sent her back the picture when I was on Motown when I had the afro. Mm. And I, that made me feel good and shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that was, that was kind of dope. A lot of people don't know I was on Motown Records as a solo artist either. You know what I'm saying? So... What happened to Source? Somebody asked me, uh, asked him about uh, Source Awards '95. What with with the beef with with was that the one with Shug Shug and them with Shug? Was that the? Ask him which one. Which one was that? And ask to be more specific because it was so many. There was the beef. There was the the Shug I mean, night moment. With the, with, with the Shug and, and the whole East Coast. I mean, West Coast. what happened is what you've seen. It was real fucking tense. I thought it was going down. You know, I was backstage the whole time, and um, yeah. when yeah, Suge yeah. said that, I, I thought it was going down. I think the the moment, the real main moment is when, that kind of diffused is when Snoop, Snoop took the mic and was like, hold up, hold up, hold up. We know where we at. It was almost like he was kind of like giving props and like standing up for, for the West at the same time. like. You know, we we know we we in New York. New York ain't got love for Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was the time that really kind of confused everybody. Like even the guys in New York that probably was like, man, fuck this, fuck West Coast was like when they heard Snoop say that was like, damn, we really can't be mad right now because everybody did love Snoop's music. Whether yeah. you was from New York, wherever you 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 still love the music. It, he said it recently too in a few interviews. He said how you know he was you know he he got love in New York City and the East Coast. They always show him love. So. He he definitely diffused that. I think that moment right there, because it could have went, it could have got ugly. Right. I mean, they was deep, you know. Sugarman was deep, but you know, you you're in New York, yeah. So it could have got ugly, but I think that was a 
a moment. Remember I told you how I wish I could have been that moment? It, it only takes one situation to kind of alter history. Right. And I and I and if 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 I knew that was Paul, I, I could have altered history. It wouldn't have been like that. If, if Snoop didn't do that, it might have been hell. It might have been a beef and guns, knives. It it, it, it would have been crazy. You know, debt. You know. And you felt you could have. You wish you could have. I felt like if I would have known that, if I would have known that that was him, I would have went over there and I I definitely could have squashed it. No, I definitely would have stopped it. Um, and, and that 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 would have altered history. So everything happens for a reason, basically. I don't know if it happens for a reason. I think that's the obvious point. I just think that sometimes, man, you know, when you look back in retrospect, man, you look at things, it only takes one little thing to kind of alter something major. That little thing that Snoop did kind of probably altered a major beef that could have took place that night. It probably mm -hmm. stopped a lot of violence that night. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I got all the questions and, and that I asked and um, those was, yo this was good because like I said I I, I got to I, I get to redeem myself bro because you went crazy man <laughs> but bro a lot of people a lot of people don't they got to know reasons why like I'm not no I'm not this bad person I'm not this racist person I'm not this you know I have my issues if Eminem would have sat down with me and we could have you know what I'm saying man like who knows what could have happened but mm -hmm. he didn't want to sit down. You know what I'm saying? He didn't want to sit in a room. And like you say, bro, like you said it right, Flip, not everybody wants to do things the way I want them to do it, and I get it. Right. But I just think that at that point, I was offering the, the olive branch. I was offering, like, look, if there was a, a misunderstanding, we'll let, we'll let me, me and you sit down as men and talk about it. Right. And he just never wanted to be involved with that. And I just, you know, ever since then, look, I'm, look, there's still white kids, young, in my DMs, fuck you. Eminem murdered you. Eminem fucking owns you. You fake. You owe eighty three fake. Nobody wants to hear their grandfather rap. Mm. And to this day, I'm I'm still not a grandfather. <laughs> mm. Eminem said that I was old rapping. He's forty eight and still putting out albums. He why, said I was old at at thirty nine. Yeah, why why you try to diss fifty man? It's Queens, man. Oh, I never diss fifty. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you a fifty story. Let me tell you a nice fifty story. So. Me and Ja got real close because I ended up moving to Saddle River and our mm. kids, our daughters know each other real well. And I mean, you know, grew up together. Coy grew up with Ja's daughter. So, because this is when I was still with her mother and we had moved to Saddle River. So when 50, I was with the made men at Sony Studios, the old Sony Studios. Hit Factory was on 54th, Hit Factory. Sony was down here. I was at Sony, made men. We was in the um, hip hop room downstairs. So I'm playing... Um, John Madden. Mr. Jesus is upstairs smoking a cigarette outside. He smokes cigarettes. This nigga brings 50 downstairs. 50 says that, you know, he just got into a beef with John. Now, I didn't know John and him like that. Mm -hmm. I just got into a beef with John him at the hit factory and he had got stabbed. Said that his man had the gun and dropped it, but it had no bullets in it. So I don't know if he was talking about, yeah, I don't know who he was talking about, but he said that the gun, he, he had the gun. Little three, two or something, right? Show me where he got stabbed. I ended up calling 50 uh, um, a car service to Bellevue Hospital. I ended up, because we at the source, we had Atlantic car service. I called him a car service and got him to the hospital. You got love for 50? Yeah. 
50 did a lot of amazing shit. You can't. Official, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Look, him and Ja got beef, and, 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 and I fuck with that whole murder ink th- too. So when you say you got love, it's not necessarily love. I have a respect for what he's done mm-hmm. as an artist and as a businessman. Um, love is a different word. You know you what I'm saying? Deni- you can't deny his, mo- his movement, man. That's can't deny it. It's Queens. Man. Can't deny it. It's Queens, but it's, it's not even just because Ja's Queens. Yeah, shout out to Jay. When, when he you know had what I'm saying? Joint. Josh Queens. Yeah, 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 Run yeah, yeah, DMC yeah. Queens. L Cool J Queens. I mean, mm-hmm. come on. Y'all got, y'all got amazing motherfuckers that come, that come through here. There's no question. Shit, like, come on. Queens got history. But you got to respect 50. Queens get the you money. Know, I, you know, I respect 50. You got to respect what he's done, bro. It's, I mean, come on. You got to respect what he's done. You respect Dre? Of course. Dre's probably my number one hip hop. Motherfucking, just because he put out Eminem, I don't get no. Okay, I gave why, I, why, I gave I Dre his 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 um <laughs> Sauce Award. Dre's like top producer of all time, mm. number one in my book. Uno mm. to this day, nobody better. Number one, mm. they say your top producer is Dr. Dre. Number one, okay, yeah, like just because you have differences with somebody doesn't mean you don't like this one or don't like that one. Ja had personal beef with Fifty. I didn't grow up with them. Right. So I don't, you know, Prem and them, that's a more personal thing. Right, right. I can't get involved with that. Yes. You know what I'm saying? My shit came with the Eminem situation. I got beef with M, you got beef with 50, we cool. So it's looking like, okay, Ja and 50 against Ja and Zeno against M and 50. It just so happened we had just got cool around that time. But when you look in retrospect, when that shit happened with them, like me and Black Child like this, me and Caddy like this. Mm-hmm. But Cali, I got, I got, I, I got them niggas, I got 50 up out of there that day. Right. Well, we don't know that. What you mean? <laughs> Ask him. We don't know that. That happened. Come on, man. Don't say you got him Flip. out of there. Like, I got, I, I called him the car service. Come on, we don't know that, bro. Don't, don't listen to him, man. He, he never just, said it. He never said it. I want you to it. ask him. Please, somebody ask him. Because you know what? He's never talked about it. Mm. I need to hear him talk about that because that happened. Why? Why, you need Why not? The fuck? Everybody else is telling their stories? Shit. Why not? Yeah, now, Zeno man. got me out of there. Why not? Give Zeno his flowers. Give Zeno his flowers, man. Hey, let me get some credit for something. Jesus Christ. Ooh, you a hard one, Flip. Flip a hard one. You got the run DMC hat on, Flip. I recognize it. Queens. I recognize it. Put it right there just in case. Let me just leave it right there. First of all, you can't say we don't know if it's a true. 50 never talked about it. But second of all. But wait a minute. Am I? I would lie about calling him a car service after he got stabbed. And he's downstairs in the studio with me. He's like, because I had known Tone and Pope. Let me tell you about Red. I love a Tone. I saved him one time in North Carolina on night on the nineteen ninety one tour when niggas was gonna think pulled out the strap on niggas in North Carolina because he was hollering at somebody's bitch and got the whole tour bus. Roxanne Shantae will tell you about that. But I'm saying, mm. Fifty should that happen. Like, right. come on. But, 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 but you dissing his man. Somebody that signed him. Eminem. So oh, why oh, fucking well. Like, that's a, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> what the fuck does that got to do with the tea in China shit? Like, you know what I'm saying? That don't got nothing to do with nothing. He's a principal. He's a principal. He's a principal nigga. I get it. I get it. But I, I get it. But, but you know, I saved that nigga that night. You ain't save him. We don't know if you saved him. but you Save might be the right word. But guess what? I looked out for that nigga, got him a car service out of there to the hospital. You paid for it? Of course. <laughs> I have to, I, I, I can't, I, I, this is, We this, had, an, the Source Magazine had an account with Atlanta cars, Atlantic Car Service. It's all alleged. It, it's, Why you messing my man like that for? Come on, man. Hey, G, that's what happened, bro. 
You know, like G Money, don't you? I know, man. I like you too. <laughs> I like her too. Oh, yo, 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 <laughs> yo, 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 No, they like that. I'm just saying y'all yo, are cool. Yo, chill out, like, man. Yeah. Chill out, man, OG. So, I don't know. I have to, 50 never confirmed this. So That's all right, I but now you're going to ask him, though. Yeah, that happened. Let's ask 50 at that. Because it seemed like 50, he will never talk about that. Because, you know, 50, you know, when, when I got shot, I remember, um, what's my man, um, Jack Thriller, um, had interviewed me and shit, and he had showed me. He's like, "Yo, Fifty was like, yo, that's fucked up. That happened. You know, I feel bad that that happened to him. So you know what I'm saying? So that was love. But it, 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 Fifty know what I did to um that that night. And it's not like I'm bragging about. That's a big thing. But in retrospect, when when me and Ja got close, but how that happened, I didn't even know Ja. It's just how life shit. Just and then he ended up getting with Eminem. So I get it. You know what I'm saying? I made diss songs against 50. 50 made diss songs against me. I mean, but at the end of the day, we ain't had no personal beef with each other mm. at all. You know what I'm saying? He fucked with a couple of my niggas in Boston, real street niggas that know him, and he ain't never, he's never, like, said anything bad about me, anything. You right. know what I'm saying? So that ever came back to me. So, like, you know, he had to stick with Eminem. Me and Ja was fucking with each other, but how we, the, the one personal situation that we had was that time from when that happened to him at the Hit Factory, and then he came to my studio, and I called a car service for him. So that happened. Okay. So what's what's going on now with Benzino, man? T tell us about what's going on now, 2020. Man, do, you know, do, still doing some reality TV. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? I'll be you know, going to be doing some reality TV. I got a couple of shows that I'm going to be on coming up um, up in 2021. Uh, I got this Benzino's Crab Trap restaurant. The restaurant, so yeah, that. Uh-huh, okay. uh-huh, that I'm doing. I'm going to be... Now selling my sauces on Amazon, you know, you know, like I cook and everything, everything recipe like there was success. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, still definitely supporting my kids out there. My man Chavo, my son Chavo, uh, uh work with Pierre Bourne from Interscope, just dropped his project. Of course of course of course Coy LeRae's project's out now. We never Shows go download down, yeah. that. She's doing her thing. Um you know, my, my son Zeno, Chef Zeno, does his little chefing thing, and he's coming. I'm gonna come out with his cookbook and the spices I'm doing with his mom as a collaboration with his mom. Shout to Althea, shout to Zeno. And, and my son Taj is in the 12th grade, um, averaged 30 points last year up in Jersey. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Captain of his ball, ball squad. We're gonna hook up when I leave here, man. I ain't seen him in a minute. So, you know, just being a dad, man, I'm, I'm in the gym heavy. Working out, you know what I'm saying, and um, yeah, man, I, you know what I mean. Life is good, man. I can't complain. I got a, you know, got a couple of uh, things on, a, you know, things on the pot simmering up. I don't like to talk about until shit happens, because a lot of times, you know, shit be simmering, and then after that, get cold. So, mm. you know what I'm saying. But um, yeah, man, you know, shit, man. Maybe one day I'll have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, uh, lastly, I see something online. I don't, I don't know how true it is, but I seen something about OnlyFans. Oh, man, I was gonna like tell that. you, yeah, man. What, what, let, subscribe to my OnlyFans, ladies. What's up with that, man? What you? Like, no, what? no. You know what? You know what? You know what? I believe, like, since I started working out, my body was looking real good, and I post a lot of shit on. I got like my my Instagram is eighty percent women follow me. Like, I really don't give a fuck if niggas follow me. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. No disrespect. Shout out to all my guys, but you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, I. When, when I go work out, I, I might post a shirtless pic for women or whatever. And, you know what I'm saying? I might be in my drawers or something. So then when they come with OnlyFans, I'm like, shit, I'm sure I, I get paid, you know, it's $30. And since August, I've made about $18,000 off of OnlyFans, oh, you know? Man. I mean, you know what I'm saying? A 55-year-old man in good shape, 
Shit, letting his nuts hang on OnlyFans ain't bad, man. Like, life is good, bro. Life is good. Yeah, eighteen thousand. I mean, flip is good. Life is good, bro. You know OnlyFans, bro. Like, yeah. I've been working out too, so I might. Have to... Why not? Gee, you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. I'll fake work out. I'll fake work out. Right? I, I ain't there yet. Listen, there's nothing like sexual with women, but you know, being naked. Like everybody has, their, every man has a D, every woman has a P. It's not like it's a major thing. If somebody wants to pay to mm. see the D, then this is America, people. Like, what's the matter with that? You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm in great shape. And like, if I was a fat slob, I probably wouldn't do it. You know what I'm saying? But some people are into that too. You know, you never know, man. You know, That's true. Everyone has their preference. Everybody man. Down. You know what? You're right. You're everyone right. Has it. You're so right. I, I might have a chance then. You're right. <laughs> I can't. You know I can't. You know about OnlyFans? Do you know about it? Yeah. Have, have you ever went on, on anybody's OnlyFans? Be honest. I no. Would you be interested in too? Hmm? Well, because you're a woman. Yeah. You're looking for what 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 you wouldn't get on a regular page that exclusive, sexy content. Really? You wouldn't pay for that. Well, do you have any favorites of men that you really like? Like, the, you just grew up. No, no. Them's, all right. Who's like your favorite guy crush, act, actor, entertainer? Who's like it? Denzel. If Denzel was butt ass naked on his OnlyFans, would, would you pay twenty dollars for it? No. Well, a lot of people would. You bugging? Christina Milian get OnlyFans right now. I'm paying whatever she's right. charging. Dropping yeah, the whole why bank. Would you, why? I'm dropping the whole why, bank. You wouldn't pay to see Denzel naked twenty dollars, twenty measly dollars. Yeah, you would. Stop lying, Come Michelle. On. Yeah, like cut the crap. What's up with you? You lie. You're well, then, lying, well, then man. you don't like him like that, then. I don't like anybody that'll pay to see you naked. Really? I'm also not the one that's going to the strip club throwing dollars. Oh, well, okay. So the naked doesn't arouse you. Not to pay for you. If free? Okay. So what if you went to OnlyFans? I, I could send you a free link. <laughs> no, no, no! You can send free links. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't mind sending free links. Don't turn it around. Don't turn it around. Do not turn it around. Let me know. Let me know if you want the free link. I'll send you the free link. Don't turn it around. Turn around. Turn around. I can send you the free link now. And I need you more than I need you more. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, listen, man, my balls are good. Whoa, he cool, man. No, man, he not cool, man. He not cool. He not cool, man. Come on, G. I'm waiting for the Come on, G. I had to wait. Thank you, G. You gave him what he cool? I was waiting for it, man. Thank you, G. That's fine. Thank you, G. Thank you, G. We upgraded. He upgraded. Come on, man. We upgraded. He worked hard for that. He worked hard. I work hard. I be in the gym like 10 times a week, 90-minute sessions. It just isn't the D. You showing everything. I don't mind showing the D because I can show the... I think the body is like art. You know what I'm saying? It's like art. Yo, you know why? Let me tell you why you cool. Let me tell you. Not because some people might be like, oh, G, you're gay because OnlyFans are... No. I gave him the he cool, man, because... My man is 55. 55 years old, bro. He stopped turning around. He made $18,000 from OnlyFans. He made 18000 on things. $18,000, bro. Since August. Since August. That's crazy. 55. I might not make $5 if I jumped on OnlyFans. I charged $30 to subscription, and they subscribe, man. And it's flattering. Shout out to everybody out there. 
who supplied some great content on there for anybody who want to go out there and check it out. I mean, it's sexy. It's, it's sexy. It's sexy. Yo, I'm going to let you know if Michelle sneaks up and try to get to if she no, no, subscribes. No, no, listen. We go, I'll send you the free link. Oh, oh. my God. All right. <laughs> I am Benzino. Everything is I. I only got Instagram, Facebook. Like my Instagram goes to Facebook. I really don't be on Facebook because Facebook's like a local thing. Like mm. one thing about Facebook, you are gonna get like all your girlfriends from way back. Like they like <laughs> during high school. Oh my god! Like <laughs> they popping up. Yeah, like. man. So I stay on Instagram. So I am Benzino. You can catch me on there, man. And um, yeah, you know what I'm saying like, man. Listen, and when y'all are in Atlanta. Crabs on me, y'all money is never oh, good. Man. I mean, Crabs I, I'm, on me. I'm, I'm picky eater, man. Crabs so gotta, on me. Oh no, now the shit's amazing. We gotta see. Every time y'all are in it, crabs are on me, man. I fuck with y'all heavy, man. Y'all should, dope, he got a man. show called Picky Eater. He should do. He should do. He should do. I would episode. love to. He should do an episode at your at your at, spot. At the crab trap. Come on, come on. Oh, be dope. Whenever you're ready. Fly say, out. Come on, we gonna we gonna take crabs are on me. Like y'all, <laughs> as much as you can eat, and I've known to do that. Like y'all, my niggas, as much as you can eat. You know what I'm saying? Y'all blow. Y'all blow Blowington? Nah, nah. No, blow what? Really? Nah. Blow okay. what? Oh, I, I, I don't smoke. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both of y'all don't smoke. Nah, nah. This is crazy, I man. Know wow. Yeah, you got to be careful what you're saying on camera, man. <laughs> nah. nah, because no, you know why you don't? You know why you don't? You know why you don't? Because when you're just so confident in who you are, you can say that shit up without saying pause. You ain't got to say pause or none of that. You know what I'm saying? Don't say that around again. He's come on, let me get that G. Nah, <laughs> hold on, matter of fact, can I tape him doing that? Can I, can oh, I that? Let me do yeah, it. Let me yeah, yeah. That. Oh, hold on, hold on. There's only time I'm gonna tape it. Shit, I didn't get the tape, so oh. you know I'm gonna post the shit that y'all post, but let me get this so this cause this is big. <laughs> yo, what the hell? I don't, yo, yo, to yo, be honest, on. I don't know how the he cool man yeah, got man, so legendary. Y'all y'all don't, don't give everybody cool, man. <laughs> shit. Yo, Facts. I, hold on. Hold on, let me just, let me get it right. Okay, let me get the video right. Hold on. I want to get it in slow motion. All right, go, G. Yo, yo, listen. I, I, I can't I can't wait no more, man. I got to. He cool, man. Nah, he, he, cool. Nah, he, he cool, cool. man. You let him hype you and do that again? He cool. That's cool, bro. That's a, it's it's a, another episode, man. Even Kim, he recorded it. He, he stopped it. Get out of here, man. You no, see what he doing on. out here? He just gave me. He's cool, man. So come on, Flip. You can't. You can't nah, turn it around. Nah, man. <laughs> you see, you try to give me two mics, and he just gave me five. <laughs> you can't turn that around. Yo, G, don't spin it. Yo, G, what the fuck I do? Yo, G, what's going on? I got five mics. It's established. That's too much, bro. It's established. You spin it around four flip times. Flip the script. Zeno got. A cool man on flip the script and I'm on it, man. Like real talk, this is big for me because for real, I don't get props for shit these days. And this is the first time I mean, you got the with, with the logo. You're the first. You're the first person to get the logo. He cool man on the show. It's the first official person man, I'm to get this. I'm posting this tonight. <laughs> All right, man. Can we sign out now? Yeah, uh, you, you cool. You cool, man. You cool, bro. You cool, bro. Can we sign out? <laughs> 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 yeah, look. Yeah, I'm Rocky running up the stairs right now. I appreciate you. Yo, man. Uh, shout out to my man, Benzino, one time, man. <laughs> Round of applause. Let me make sure my... There we go. Round of applause. Round of applause one time. Dope interview. Dope, dope, dope interview. Dope oh, interview. Oh, man. Oh, it was. This and was, I knew it was. This, this, was, this was good. I'm glad, I'm glad you, because you, you, you judge characters really pretty good, so I'm glad you saw it from no, the beginning. No, 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 I knew it. I already knew it because I, <laughs> no, no, but I just, I mean, I mean like y'all, like y'all, like y'all are dope. And, and, and the bottom line is y'all are sincere about it. And, you know, 
you know, again, I just, not that I'm anybody, but I just don't like to do interviews with people who just don't really are tuned into the culture, bro. It's mm. about, hip hop is really about the culture, man. Without yeah. hip hop, we wouldn't even be sitting here together. You know very, what I'm saying? Very true. Like, man, hip hop, man, listen, man, people of color, man, we've, we've, We've had we've had the bad end of the stick. Where would we be without fucking hip hop, bro? Honestly. Right. So, you know. I love hip hop, man. I love what y'all doing. Anytime y'all in, in town, shit, man, like crabs are on me, bro. I really I really hope, you know, that G Money takes you in your offer and uh go and does his show. You pick, too. Pick it, pick it I don't <laughs> eat crabs, but I, <laughs> what? I just I just hope he just takes you in your offer and do the show. I think it'll be hilarious. Are you are you allergic? Yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's too bad. What, 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 what don't you eat? I eat it all. You eat everything? Everything. Would you be part of it? Would you be... Oh, Anything. And I eat this too. I'm all over the internet with that too and shit. You do what? I mean, that's all like, you know, me. You know what I'm saying? I'm all over the internet with certain what, things. What, eating things? <sighs> would you be on his show, Picky Eater? Like, would, you be, would you be on the show when we, when we come up there? Groceries? What? Yeah, I'm out of here. <laughs> Yo, yo, I'm out of here. Yo, Queen yo, Flip. Yo, yeah, shout out, man. This nigga bugging out, man. This nigga out of here. It's a freak shit. What the hell? Yo. Hey, yo, pause, shout out, man. Shout out, to, <laughs> shout out to the whole team, man. Listen, uh, oh my gosh. Ladies love Zeno, man. Zeno love the ladies. Shout out so we can leave, please. This nigga ain't gonna stop. <laughs> I know, I know. Yo, shout out to. Uh, Shout out to the homie, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I want one of those um on the, one of those hoodies. Hoodie? That hoodie's dope, bro. The the well, um the the, well, the flip, light blue one. Flip might not flip might not take it, so I don't know what he you know. He, no, that, that, nah, that's he not hard. You gotta rock that. That's hard. He likes it. You like it. What's he, it called? No, nah, it's called La Vie. I like that shit, man. Yo, can we sign out, please, man? <laughs> Stop, man. Shout out to Call La Vie music, you know what I'm saying? Uh shout out to Style and Soul Magazine. Once yo, again. yo, yo! Congratulations on that too. Thank you, bro. Oh Thank you, my man. god! This is a guy from too. you know. It's a, it means a lot from the guy who Soul Magazine. You know what I'm saying? I so what you trying to say? He didn't. He didn't deserve that either. <laughs> is the staff gonna walk out on them too? What the fuck? I mean, come on, man! Somebody gotta deserve something. Yo, Jesus Christ! Style and Soul Mag. What up, little man Jay? What up? What's popping? Also, shout out to uh, Hip Hop's Crates. They interviewed me before this show. Actually, I, I was on their, their platform. They had a dope interview. Well, actually, no, it's not. It's not that. This, this is a separate. This is okay, this so, different. Okay. But it's hip hop creates. They they interview different artists and stuff and different DJs and you know people in uh, hip hop. So that's dope. that's dope. I was I was there before that I came here. Dope. That was that was dope. I like Shout that. Hip hop crates is dope. Hip hop crates. A yeah, lot of people so. don't know what crates are either. I actually sat on a crate for the interview and the crates is the DJ. You know, you know, you know what I'm saying. That's dope. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Queen Flip, you are real TV TV man. Dope episode. Woo. Shout out to the team, Basky. Michelle, mighty two time, boo boo, put over that ass too small. G Money, DJ G Money, one five six. Michelle, one time, man. No, but let me tell you something. Shout out to, Little me, booties yo, matter. I'm signing up. Yo, stop flirting with my yo, yo. Yo, lock your doors, close your window, close your blinds, open your blinds. If you see a nigga like Benzio in your lawn, don't be afraid to use a firearm because he won't stop. I'm from Queens. 